Please don't use that. <laughs> no, this is it. This is podcast for Saturday. No. March. No, wait. Thursday, April 5th. March. Fuck. <laughs> Here we are. Broadcasting from the untime. Beyond space. Beyond reality. We are broadcasting from a tear. <laughs> See, I didn't get that far into the game. Spoilers for Bioshock Infinite. There are tears. Oh. Um, hey, everybody. It's the Boy Hattie Podcast. I'm Annie. Uh, this is Bill. This is the podcast for March 28th. Well, I guess by the people, uh, was it Thursday? I don't know. Be the 20th. We never pay attention anymore. <laughs> Ever since we moved from Saturdays, time has no more meaning for us. How you doing, Annie? So you have two copies of Bioshock Infinite coming to the house. Well, I have one in my hand. And so, I have one yeah, tell me what okay. happened here. Okay. I want to hear okay. the story. So I pre-ordered Bioshock Infinite in February of 2011 on Amazon. Was that like the day after? That was. That's not when they announced it. It couldn't have been because they must announce. I think they. Well, they originally announced the game like 2010. Yeah. And even that's when everyone was flipping out. They're like, "Oh, this game's not supposed to be coming out for two years. That's so crazy yeah. ahead of time." To think if we knew back then, it would be like the spring of 2013. Yeah. People would have super shit themselves. But yeah, you screwed yourself I by being ordered my game. Yeah. And then I didn't want to. And then there was stuff coming out like about oh this pre-order bonus, this game you can play. And I was like, well, I wonder when I'm gonna get it. And I don't get it. Then I look at all the special editions. I'm like, maybe I should change. But I'm like, no. I've did had just this pre-ordered. The, did you just get the basic game? Yeah. Oh okay. I've had this pre-ordered since June, since like January 2011. That was a point of pride. And they when in Amazon they don't let you change your shipping options. Yes. Yeah. And so I uh. I had been fucked by this before, so but they just, were like... you could have just canceled your, your I could, order. Well, that's what you do. You cancel your order. I've corrected it that way in the past. I think I've like just uncharted. handed Annie my, co- my special edition copy of Bioshock. I'm going to look at all the crap you have that I don't want. Uh, but no, I, I, and and uh, the... So I didn't want to cancel because I was so... It was like... It was yeah. a point of pride that I've had it that long. Yeah. It's, but that meant that it goes... Even though I have an Amazon Prime subscription and all that bullshit... Annie pre-ordered it before they actually had next day delivery available. Oh, look. This Scott <laughs> Bioshock Infinite pre-order is filled with Cadbury cream eggs Yay! for the mystery. Hey, it's Easter weekend this weekend. I had to hide a couple of eggs for you. Thank Who you, Who else Bill. am I going to do Easter stuff with? Thank you. Oh, man. So one of my coworkers invited me to her Easter party. Easter party? Which I could not go to. Easter party would be kind of fun unless it's some kind of weird well, psycho religious thing. I have thing. a standing Easter date, actually. Uh, my my gaming friend Grant, whom I've talked about in the past, is also gay and also a recovering Catholic, and so we have Big Gay Easter. Oh yeah, you've talked about this. You probably talked this le- about this last Easter. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna have Big Gay Easter this year, and then I have plans in the evening. And, but no, her, what she wanted to do for Halloween was paint um, for beer cans. Oh, for, for even for better Christian Halloween. Well, Easter is just the antithesis of, of Halloween anyway. Might as well do... It's like the uh, like the Ernal, Vernal and Autumnal Equinox. She wanted to paint beer cans. See, paint. I did like this. The, the, That's really cute. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking about uh, the Bioshock Infinite. You get like a Murder of Crows keychain. Key Look at the 
packaging. It actually comes like the plastic packaging is kind of of oh, the period. And I do like your little handyman. It's very cute. This figure. only cost me an extra twenty dollars. Really? You know what? I should have done it because I'm probably gonna buy the season pass. I already and bought guess this. What? This this game cost me a hundred dollars because the special edition. This didn't include the season pass. No. Oh fuck a boatload of that noise. No. Uh, so the special edition of Bioshock, which is the well, there's three tiers of Bioshock. You could just buy the game. That's sixty bucks. $80 edition comes with... Actually, the art book. I flipped through a little bit of the art book. Mm-hmm. Which is stupid because, like, there's a $25 art book coming out on Monday that's coming to the house. Yeah. So, by... Like, okay, so... The game cost 60 bucks. The special edition that I got actually cost 80 Uh, I spent $20 on this goddamn Season Pass DLC. Yeah. That's a, that that brings everything up to 100 And then I'm going to spend 25 bucks on the art book on Monday. Wah, I'm going to spend $125 on this bullshit by next week. Phil, how does it feel to be part of the problem? <laughs> At least it's a good game so far. Yeah. Like two hours I've played of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, the art books, yeah, for the 20 bucks you get for the special edition, you get like a little art print and a little baby art book and a little keychain and a little plastic handyman figure. It's it's, kind of cute, but it's not worth 20 bucks. (laughs) I told you. The nice thing with the art book, though, it is like a Columbia Customs and Excise book. Okay, that's really cute. It's kind of like a found artifact kind of thing. It's kind of a nice thing to have laying around your house if you're you're that kind of retard. That's cute. Uh, But, uh, yes, uh, spoilers for people who don't like video games, you're up shit creek again this week. (laughs) Well, this week we we have the release of me and Andy's most uh, anticipated game in the last several years, Bioshock Infinite, plus news coming out of GDC this week. What the hell did you do? I got cranberry cream all over myself. Andy just bukkake yourself with a cranberry cream egg. Don't keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) How did that just implode in your hand like that? Oh, man. So, yeah, um, I'm putting my special edition back. But, yeah, I hid some Cadbury eggs inside this. But, uh... Bioshock Infinite Special Edition box. So this coworker of mine invited me to her Easter. I almost got a Halloween again. <laughs> Easter festivities. Well, you'll know why. Oh, I didn't notice the box opens. It's trying to hug you with its flappy arms. At some point, I'll get to finish my story. Oh, yeah, anyway, Keep going, yeah. Bill. I'm just saying. No, I got. Why does this? This. Why does this open? It doesn't show you anything you don't already can't already yeah, see. Yeah, I thought that it would open and you would see what's inside the box, maybe. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so continue your story. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. So my coworker invited me to her Easter festivities. Uh huh. Which are. Doesn't um, she do like a dinner or something? No. <laughs> wow. No! <laughs> okay. Shut your mouth! I'm gonna continue talking, but then I ate instead. This is the worst. Uh, it's only like two fat people in a basement talking about video games. <laughs> I kind of kept talking, but I had I had the option to put food in my mouth. <laughs> no, oh, she God. wants to paint beer cans. Paint beer cans? Mm-hmm. You probably told like me this Easter last colors. year, and I've already forgotten. No, no, no. It. This is the first time I'm invited to this. Oh yeah. I didn't know her last year. She paints. She wants to paint beer cans like Easter eggs, and then go on a beer can hunt. In a cemetery. Full of beer cans. Yeah. Like, yeah, so you can get, whatever you find you get to keep and get drunk you with. You get to drink. Oh, yeah. that's a good, actually. But you just in night? a cemetery. No, and- in the middle of the day. And I'm like, this is super disrespectful. I couldn't, I didn't say that to her. Unless it's like a really old cemetery. Well, even then. Eh, nah, nah, nah. She loves cemeteries. But if you get caught, that's kind of a dickhead thing Not to do. even that. I mean, it's like, it's Easter Sunday. It is not unreasonable that, you know, yeah, a family exactly. would go visit their... In, in Texas, it's huge. This is a coworker. This is a coworker of mine. And a lot of my coworkers were in on it, and I was just like, ah. Guys. So you're not going to do it? Instead, I got to go to my house, and I'm a friend over. We're going to have a giant breakfast and play Bioshock. <laughs> so is 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 Grant playing a Bioshock Infinite 2? No, he's not. Oh, surprise. But, but he's he, not, he, he is he just going like, to watch you play it? Yeah. 
He doesn't like because he likes Tomb Raider and stuff. He doesn't like first person shooters. Yeah, that's understandable. He'll play third person shooters. Oh, did you see Bioshock Infinite? We're uh, we're not going to talk about any spoilers just yet. We want to just save that for the second. Wait, how do you want to do this? Well, we've only d- played a little bit, but I think yeah, we, we should we, wait we... until the back end of the podcast. You think so? Yeah, we'll oh, do it okay. right before our outro. Because next week we'll probably do a whole full on spoiler yeah. thing because we'll both the game's only like seven or eight hours long. We'll uh-huh. be in the game by by next week, but yeah, maybe we'll do a little spoiler cast for the first couple hours at the end at, at end of uh, today's podcast. Mm-hmm. What? There's nothing else to talk about. Anything we've done this week then? <laughs> Aside from Cadbury Cream Eggs, we'll just talk. Skip straight to the Geek Week in Review. What um, else? Yeah, what else has happened? That's what I'm saying. I'm really worried our podcast is going to start getting terrible because I'm so consumed by work lately. I don't have time to do anything. And I've been busy too. That's what I'm saying. If we don't have Bioshock, what else is there? Oh, I do have something to talk about here. We're going to finish this Cream Egg. <laughs> I've been reading. No, we should talk about Bioshock. Why not? Great spoilery. People, okay, people, like have, people have already played it. The game's already been out for three days. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm just saying, you think people haven't already played the first two or three hours? No. Yeah. Really? I know people who haven't. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Not everyone can afford to buy live the day one lifestyle, well, Bill. Well, what It's I... been out for two to three Let's days. T- okay, let's talk about Fire Emblem. <laughs> This is, this is like three weeks after I lent Annie my 3DS so she can play Fire Emblem. Net. Did you even fire this up ever? I did. If you fire it up, you'll see that I'm halfway through like an introductory level. <laughs> oh, would you, like, I only want to borrow this so I can play Zelda so I can finish my new Zelda map. I'm playing Bioshock, dude. You're Are fine. you sure? Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I can lend this back to you next week. I would like to play this I'm tempted to buy Luigi's Mansion. No. I will take that right from your hands. Aww. You are not allowed to. Do your taxes, Bill. But then he... Bill? Me, 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 me. Luigi's Mansion would be your reward for doing your taxes. Okay, that's a good idea. God damn, Bill, no. Bill, look at me. Look at me. If I come and podcast with you next week, and you have done <laughs> your taxes by then, Mama will buy you Luigi's Mansion. How's that sound? Oh, okay. We'll <laughs> taxes are stupid, though. Taxes are oh, stupid, Oh, my God, Bill. yeah. Hmm. No, we're not going to talk about Bioshock Infinite. Our taxes are messed up because Bill's a freelancer, so my every all the it's, it's all kind of a big clusterfuck. <laughs> and my, I, don't, I don't have like a like a couple DWT was it W twos mm-hmm. or W nines or whatever the hell they are. Mm-hmm. I just don't have one of those from work. And Annie usually her taxes are usually simple, but you got married, yeah, and you bought a house. Well, I got in last domestically year. partnered, yeah. which means that my taxes are fucked. Did you guys? Because my go... union is not recognized by the government. Did you guys go up to Washington and get your shit signed? Why? I don't know, just, just so I you know can... a lot of people do, and I don't mean not to discourage anyone who does. Why? I'm, I am, I am, I have the recognition in my state. Oh, okay. I don't care what, I feel like calling, being married in a state that is not my own and laws that do not apply to me is totally shallow. That's true too. It's like flying until... to Geneva to I, I mean, I, I totally get why people do it. Yeah. I do. Like, well, if I were in a relationship. Dylan, it was still justified for Dylan, because she's from Washington. She's from Washington. And she was able to get married. She she was able to get married by her, like, her pastor and all that shit. If there was gay marriage in Texas, you better believe I'd schlep down there and do it for my folks. Yeah. But for me, what the fuck does it matter? I know people who have gone to other states to get married because, like, their families aren't necessarily, um. Yeah. Like uh, supportive and like, oh, it's just a fake relationship and you're going to be out of it. And it was like this proof of their union to other people in their life. But for me, it's totally, for the record, that was Bill, by the way. damn it. Bill once, once, in an episode <laughs> long ago, tried to pin an email alert sound on me. And ever since then, I okay, feel the need to anyway, defend my honor. Gay marriage. 
I don't know. It's like, it's, I, I don't really, when it's actually gay marriage that I can participate in, then what? I will. Have you been keeping track of the, the, the Supreme Court stuff that happened this week? Man, it's nauseating. There's nothing more nauseating. I have not even tried to keep track of it rights. just because it's just like, yeah. They biffed it or not, not biffed it. Has been, has they it, has it been conclusively. Like, well, any... they spent half the time arguing about whether it was even a valid thing they were th- for, to, to come to their court. Yeah. In both cases. And in both cases, they kind of went... What were the both cases? Were they trying to separate cases? one for Proposition 8. Uh, eight in California, eight. right? Yeah, Proposition Proposition 8 and one for um, Defense of Marriage okay. Act. And so they're both listening to both cases still right now? or I think the Defense of Marriage Act, I think that's ongoing. I'm just assuming they're both going to get shot down. Well, they're not They're not really doing anything. They're kind of going, meh. Fucking around? That's yeah. what they did with, with Proposition 8, because they're like basically like... You know, it's your basic four, four, four against, and one dude in the middle... And, and in both cases, it seems like they're just kind of like, well... Who was the last new person who got elected to or assigned to the... You were asking the wrong person, Bill. Because I watched, I was I'm watching The West Wing monster. again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man. I know I, I'm more... <laughs> this is terrible. I'm more uh, knowledgeable about West Wing continuity. I know all the people who have been assigned to the Supreme Court in the West Wing universe. Again, we are part of the problem. Edward James almost. In the real world. That's Edward James said. almost would in vote the real for my world, marriage. I'm like, me, I, what, who's to do with a pubic hair, uh, pubic hair and a can of Coke? I know he got elected to. The, that's that's all I know about the real world. Yeah, and we're Edward. Basically, James... they boiled off. They it boiled down to they're like uh... meh. Oh, so yeah. Speaking of West Wing, I'm trying to get. They past... went against though, so that's something they didn't yeah. say. Fuck the that's faggots. Pretty bad one. Eh. <laughs> it's so, an improvement over the past. You know, yeah. I mean, what was going to happen? They weren't going to conclusively say yes. All states must have gay marriage. Basically, yeah. the whole thing is boiled down to states' rights versus federal rights. Which is funny because this is one of the rare cases. It it only seems as if states' rights stuff comes up as when someone's pissed off about things maybe happening federally. It's it's, yeah. it's states' rights stuff always seems to be a crutch. Otherwise, no one ever cares about states' rights unless it comes to <laughs> like state budgeting or, or and yeah. stuff like that. But like it's weird. when it comes to just basic political uh, legislation stuff, yeah, like social stuff, yeah. No one, no one likes. Well, that's an archaic notion that individual states have any kind of power. Because you know, we, like, well, we do though. We Bill. do. I know they are. I, I think you could you could argue that it maybe it is an, are separate an, an, governments. An, an, an archaic ideal. Yeah. To most average Americans, well, average saying, Americans identify yeah. primarily as Americans and not so much at a state. No one walks around. I'm from the great state of Pennsylvania, and here's what we think in our political climate and our legislature. You know. <laughs> but Bill, is... everything that you just said is absolutely valid. I know. That's wrong, that that's but like. True. I love it when everyone talks about the great state of. Because it's always like passive aggressively suggesting all the other states are kind of bullshit, but the great state of Mississippi Well, says, of course. I'm from the great state of Texas. You better fucking believe it implies they're all, the, all the eh, state of Delaware kind of... <laughs> the so-so state of Kansas. The who farted <laughs> state of Idaho. Man! So I had not had... For some reason, yes. it's impossible on the West Coast to find canned spaghettios with bits in them. Like slices of Franks yeah. or meatballs. You know, this is true. I did go look for meatball spaghettios a couple years ago when I was sick and I had hell with What time. I did find was uh, Chef Boyardee has their own version of spaghettios mm-hmm. that does have that stuff in it. Yes. I bought two cans of it. Yes. They were on sale for a dollar a piece at Fred Meyer's last <laughs> week. Made me fart like a motherfucker. I almost gassed myself out on Tuesday night. I well, I I kept on. It was kind of farting where I was waking oh. myself up in the middle of the night. <laughs> no, 
right, I'm going to change the subject. So and he's like, oh my god. So I have my new computer and I'm very excited about it. And I decided to break in my new computer. I've been trying to play some video games yeah. on it. And I, I still have not dual booted my Mac. There are two things I need to do with my Mac. I need to go ahead and upgrade my oh RAM. Because I wasn't going to pay Mac $120. You just talk to JoJo and ask yeah. what kind you need and then you just go over Well, the, I know what kind yeah. you need, but I still want JoJo help. It's super dirty though, yeah. Yeah, it's much cheaper than doing it. It was like the difference between I could spend 80 bucks or I could pay uh, Apple 250 bucks. Oh, fuck There's no. There's no way. How much, wait, how much RAM do you need? Well, I'm going to max it out. How much can why you put the in there? Not? Um, I think you can do 32 gigs. Oh, really? Yeah. Holy shit. I got a higher end iMac. That might actually fucker. cost you $100. It's going to cost me $80. I priced it out. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, the, uh, the, so I've been trying to play some games. I need to, I still need to dual boot it for PC so I can do some PC gaming. Yeah, on you're going to have to buy my, Windows, right? Yeah, I'll get to that eventually. It's not on my to-do list, high on my to-do list yet. But I did finally, finally finally get a chance to play Gone Home. So I, so, oh uh, yeah, the, the, I'm bros with the development studio Fulbright Company that are doing this game Gone Home. I think we talked about it last week because last week you finally noticed Gone Home. Well, I didn't realize they had put out a trailer for this. Mm-hmm. Gone Home being a first person adventure, what is it even an adventure It's an game? exploration game. A, a, yeah, you're exploring uh, this, uh, you, you play as this older sister who your younger sister has gone missing. Yes. And it's in the mid-90s and you're the old sister just yeah. running around your, your, your family's home yeah. just trying to uh, solve exactly what happened to your younger sister. Exactly. Exactly, and the yeah. only there are no puzzles, per se. Has she not in fact gone home? Is is the title of fucking well, you're, spoiler? Well, the protagonist has gone home. Oh, that's what it is. The or excuse me, she's the like character you are playing, she's been she's like on a college a, student uh, or something. Yeah, she's been on an exchange trip for like three months. Oh, she's coming home. She was. <laughs> she wandered all the way from the west coast to the east coast trying to find spaghettios with bits in them. <laughs> Pretty much. She cannot find them, so she, now she's journeyed Man, back home. this game is so good, you guys. It's yeah. so good. Oh, it's so enjoyable. The, 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 the way they subtly um, add all these narrative details just in, in the environment. Like, you will you will find a, this piece of information, and then later you'll find this piece of information that all of a sudden enriches that other information that you found. Like, the way they evoke, like, empathy and 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 pity and, like, they make you laugh and, like, these little uh, Do you do anything in the game other than just pick up objects and inspect them? No. Do you talk to people or no. anything? It is because it seems like you're in an empty house. Just, you are just in an empty stuff. house. You are exploring okay. an empty house. All that you interact with are all the detritus that folks how long have left is the game? Them. Is it in chapters or what? Uh, it's. I played the first act. I don't know how long the overall game will be. It took me maybe an hour and a half, but maybe maybe closer to two hours. Okay, so but, it's like in four or five chapters might be like a four hour game. Or I don't, something. I don't yeah. know how much more they will be. I don't know. But what's funny is that I, I want if you played it, I bet you would take you tops thirty minutes. Yeah. Because as my wife. My my beautiful oh that's right because you're playing first person WASD controls and stuff on like PC right that's not yes Bill I'm so dumb I can't navigate no, I'm just saying I have a hard time with that on PC dealing with with uh, mouse and keyboard controls. yeah they are the final game is gonna have controller compatibility yeah I was playing a, a demo build they put out are you actually ago. doing Q and A for these people or are you just you just playing just for the, I offered to play test okay yeah they they had sent out this is a build they sent out um to people who could vote for them for the um, uh, the uh, Indie Game Awards yeah. that were at GDC. Yeah. So it's just like a first The sexy game. awards that everyone got angry about last <laughs> night. <Yeah. coughs> so um, so this is Mac uh, natively a Mac game? Well, they're doing it in Unity, so they can do it on Unity. PC, Mac, and Linux. <laughs> okay. So You will be able to play Gone Home, Bill. Unity! <laughs> 
It's still. Have they also, also wait, who's making this game? The Fulbright Company. The Fulbright. Have they gotten my emails about how I want a, a mod called Gone Homer? Where you're playing Homer Simpson, you come home, you're trying to look for I'll Marge. I'll ask them, build the house. They just all they do is they just take the house, they just put pink wallpaper and everything. Exactly call it. It yeah, and you, your character's voice is <laughs> just like do. You bonk in a thing, just do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Anyway, what else? What else? It's really good. I'm really looking forward to playing the final game. What's it coming really out? Great. Uh, they, I think they said it was going to come out later this year. They just say 2013. They didn't say when. About it sometime this summer or something. I like shall that. next time I ply them with booze, I shall ply them for Man, they should have out in time for PAX because especially them being local. Well, not that they would have enough money to have a whole PAX booth or anything like that, but that'd be a great place to show off the game if they could just like... at the same time it wouldn't because it's a very it'd be like saying well, Dear Esther true. is a great yeah, game yeah, shown yeah, in a sales yeah, yeah, It's yeah, not that yeah. their game isn't playable in that sort of context, but it is just kind of are there any like game festivals that are a good place to show that stuff off? I mean, there's got to be. I just don't know them because I'm not really well, into indie game development so much. Well, I mean, it's, you know, you could argue that PAX is that sort of thing. I'm just saying that in a, maybe in a showroom floor like that, it's not necessarily the kind of context well, you're going to appreciate indie, There is an indie games floor at PAX. You go yeah. upstairs, that's where Minecraft does their stuff. That's where, well, that that's that that's almost like the hobby of Central, too, because, like, they have indie yeah. games showing off their wares uh, right next to, like, Mega64 and the Hop Guys mm-hmm. and, and, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Man, GDC. Every time everyone's tweeting about GDC, I just think, I wish I was at GDC. Sounds like, yeah, it sounds like a more civilized E3. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all the panels sounded really industry interesting. Man, I was like, they always, they eventually make it so, uh, this, this, this is how uh, GDC scrapes up some money, is that they monetize all their content. Like, they record all of their uh, panels mm-hmm. and put them online as, as like, video that you could watch or like uh, audio podcasts and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But in order to access that, most of that stuff, you have to have a GDC membership, which costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Because I think the idea, they're assuming that if you're part of the GDC, your company it is, is fronting you your membership in the in the game developers conference. It is for developers. And yeah, it's for developers it's and corporations. For... It's not for like Larry, who's just a big fan of games. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff in there about these guys talking about how they make their games and you hear yeah. people tweeting about this stuff like, oh, like, so, like somebody on Twitter just like five minutes before we started podcasting was there's a uh, post-mortem about the game Crystal Castles, which is a 30-year-old arcade game. And they're like, yeah. this is fascinating. This is crazy. Just talking about the making of this 30-year-old, really relatively obscure arcade game. Mm-hmm. Earlier today, the same person was also tweeting about how, uh, I guess, uh, Harmonix was doing a whole breakdown about the rise and fall of music games. Hmm. And just charting about when when the... the, 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 the essentially just like the, uh, disseminating a whole bunch of information that no one heard of before. Hmm. Talking about like like... They had a big chart just showing exactly when everyone was making the most money from music games and how quickly yeah. all that stuff fell off. This is all information yeah. no one knew until like yeah, the, yeah. this 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 panel. And the only way uh, the uh, the average person gets to hear about any of this is just seeing people tweet about that stuff yeah. online. Yeah, and eventually what other journalists report on it. Yeah, exactly. If somebody does a feature about a panel, yeah, it's or like there was a there was a panel on like number one reason why that was sounded really good. There's yeah. a panel today on well, gender and writing in games. They had what was it yesterday was the number one reason why panel, mm-hmm. which what was the what's the genesis of the whole number one? Reason, there was a meet. There was a an, an, a Twitter trend that yeah. was like people doing the number one reason why there aren't more women in games. That's what it is. Yeah, and it kind of expanded to be like the number one reason why there aren't women in whatever yeah <clears throat> like tech and all that sort of stuff but yeah there was a panel about that then last night and then last night like three hours after that panel there was the igdf whatever the the, the gdc game awards panel mm-hmm. was where they actually had half naked uh, dancers at the show <laughs> which kind of yeah I, and then so some of the lady uh ladies who are on the panel for that awards thing they all resigned because they were all upset about that and stuff like that yeah so. fucking christ People, get your shit together. Yeah. Don't have... Yeah. Don't have a... 
a feminist panel, and then two hours later have a party where you have not strippers. Although I guess they were suicide girls. I saw people talking about that. But like sexy ladies up on the bar dancing and stuff like that. Oh, come on, guys. It's GDC. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't have to be try to be E3. Come on. <laughs> be a little fucking civilized. But uh, <sighs> anyway. What? What else, Bill? What else? I, wa- I read the, the search. What is the search? The search is Avatar Last Airbender comic. Oh, yeah? What'd you think? It's a sequel to last year's The Promise. Which was really good, too. I can't remember how it ended. What was the promise? <laughs> At the end of the promise, they, they end by going off looking for Zuko's no, the, ma. That's what it is. Yeah, no, these Avatar Last Airbender comics are fantastic. They're essentially just continuing the story from yeah. the awesome TV show, Avatar well, The Last Airbender. Yes, yeah, so what happened was the Avatar Last Airbender kids wanted to do a movie, like a TV movie, telling the story of what happened with Zuko's mom. Yeah, there's just one big, big thing. thing. Yeah, if, if you haven't seen Avatar The Last Airbender, well, God knows we've talked about it on the podcast enough, uh, but... I forgot what my fucking point There's was. a big thing about Zuko's mom. You never get to find out what happens to Oh, Zuko's yeah, one mom. of the characters, yeah, the, yeah, one of the characters, his mom, his, the fate of his mom is completely left. Well, I saw there was an interview on, was it Tumblr, where the, uh, yeah, the, well, the guys were well, talking about. Well, the guy, about... He, it's the guy's Tumblr he was talking about. That's it. what it was. They, That's what guy... I was about to say, Bill. Go ahead. This is the story I was about to tell. then. <laughs> they wanted to do a TV movie. I got, movie. I'm recalling the <laughs> events as soon as you're trying to explain them. Probably should have listened to you. I wouldn't even have to worry about remembering they as you're telling me this. They wanted to do a this. TV movie. They decided to do a TV oh, show and said that show was chorus. So they went to this guy, Gene Yang, and they're like, do you want to write the comics? He said yes, and then they did them. That is so weird. The, the director from Nickelodeon was, well, you can do this one uh, essentially made for TV movie. Yeah. About this, the fate of this one character from the original Avatar show, or we can give you a second season of Legend of Korra, which is weird, dude. That's not how I read it. I read it. That's maybe what I made it sound like. Read the between lines. It made it sound like you can either do a TV movie about the fate of this character, or you can make Korra. That's what I'm saying. No, 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 no not two. a second season, just in general. No, the, uh, what I saw was specifically the second season. That doesn't make any sense because the search came out like I a, know. That's Bill, what I'm I saying. I think you could you could not have. I think you're reading comprehension with score. Hold on. You can look it up right now, but that literally doesn't make any sense, Bill. Neither does television. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, this Avatar: the Last Airbender comic, uh, it's another serialized comic. So this issue that mm-hmm. just came out this week is just the first of three issues. Yeah, I, it's it, it, it's it's a little bit of a thick uh, comic too. It's not just. It's like thirty six pages. It's not just, or maybe it's like forty or fifty. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a floppy like. 20- it's, it's like a little. It's like a mini trade lit. Yeah, exactly. And uh, just like the 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 promise was. The promise was about the. It's kind of it. Ultimately, it's all foreshadowing for Legend of Korra. Yeah, it's so all it, about the division within the world, even after this piece has broken out. Yeah, it's 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 a link between the old show and the new show. Yeah. Oh, did you see that they announced this week that a uh, uh, Legend of Korra is coming back for? Sometime in mid-April. Voice <gasps> really? actress ladies. Yeah. Aww. It's not official, but that's what she was saying on Twitter this week. Yay. But, uh, yeah, so the search, it, it, it's, it's really good. It ends on a cliffhanger. The promise is really, really good. So yeah. I can only it's the same caliber of that yeah. stuff. So, and, uh, the comic's really cheap. You can get it for six bucks on on, on Amazon. Yeah, this is some good and shit. Amazon. Dark Horse has been really knocking it out of part of their license shit lately. Yeah, I hope they get to keep on telling more stories in the Avatar universe. It's totally doable. Yeah, and Gene Yang, he's still doing he's, fantastic work. He does such good. He does such good work. And oh, this the... brings back Azula. Oh yeah, well it have to. That only makes sense. Don't doing? tell me anymore. I want to read it. Shut up. I'm just saying. It's in my bag. Azula. I don't have too many comic book characters in my harem, but Azula would want. 
all I'm saying. Oh. Well, you got to talk about all the character, comic characters you'd want to bang a couple hey, weeks Bill, ago. Hey, Bill, Bill, who else is in your comic book character? After right. playing enough Bioshock Infinite, I guess maybe Belle from Beauty and the Beast, because that's all <laughs> Elizabeth is. Um, I can't, I just, Azula, I, off the top of my head, I can't, I'm trying to that's think of all the comic book characters I want to find. Bill? Genie? Yeah. From Latin? Because <laughs> he can give himself big boobies? <laughs> I want to bang carpet. <laughs> How to get some carpet? He's like a giant vagina. Oh. Mm. So, what the fuck were we talking I about? I got an armadillo penis. I could hear I went to burn. the comic book shop this week too, <laughs> and I was very excited to pick up the first Bad Machinery collection by John Allison. How did you go to a comic book store and pick that up? But you missed the search. They didn't have it, or I was, or they, I didn't see Had it. A comic book shop. Has bad machinery comic, but doesn't have Avatar Last Airbender. Well, they could have also sold out. When, when did well, they the search did, come yeah. out? The, these comics are popular enough. Yeah, the, yeah. their first runs. Anyway, out. my fucking point that I'm trying to get at <laughs> is that Bad Machinery is the first collection um, of the Bad Machinery web series. Which I've never read. Well, the thing is, is that, so John Allison, God bless him, has been plugging away at the webcomics game since, like, 1998, 1996. Yeah. And I've been reading since about that John, time. John Allison is hilarious. He's from the UK. So great. He, he, his use of language, I think his, the language in his comics is some of the most joyous of any comics I've ever read. Bad Weber, Machinery otherwise. is all hand-drawn, right? Yes. So because this guy, his, his first he two did, comics were all... Well, Bobbins was originally... He, he started way back in the day with a web serial called Bobbins. Oh, Bobbins started out by being hand-drawn. Then he I went to this... I that's still online. Bobbins was it fantastic. It is. It's still at bobbins.org. Okay. The, um, he went to like an illustrated illustrator kind of puppet sort of style... He then ended Which wasn't Bobbins. Bad, but it just wasn't as expressive as Yeah, it was his 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 hand drawn so it was so good, it was kinda jarring. Then he started a webcomic for a Modern Tales called Scary Go Round. And Scary Go Round was kinda somewhere in between. It was still puppet like puppet illustrator based, but um had a little more fluidity to it and evolved and evolved, eventually became hand drawn again. Yeah. And then he ended Scary Go Round and developed Bad Machinery. Mm-hmm. Scary Go Round, he did publish some collections. They were all self-published. Bobbins, I think, maybe oh, had a collection. Oh, he's being published for real now? Yeah, this, with Bad Machinery, from the start, he plotted it all out and drew it, all intending to print it. And he was like, I'm not going to self-publish it. I'm going to go for a traditional publisher model. So Bad Machinery is actually published by um, Oni. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, Oni oh. Press. It's a beautiful collection. Like, the scale of it is perfect. Is it Print in color? job is great. Fully in color. Oh, that's... I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I know that is super expensive. Super How big good. is the comic? It's a good size. It's, like, maybe 11 by 7? 11 by 8? Is it just, like, a like 22-page floppy? Oh, or no. It like it's, like, a novel? big, big book. It's the first... It's probably about 110 pages. Go to Amazon check this shit out. It's... I, and I, I haven't really cracked it open yet, but I fucking love John Allison. You can get a hardcover from Topedico. I'm actually really tempted to get it, because I love this guy so Are much. Are they still selling K-Beat and stuff? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I'm sure it's what's keeping him afloat day in, day out. What else? What else, Bill? Yeah, bad machinery. Oh shit, it's only ten dollars. Yeah, it's know. really not that expensive. Aww. And it's good stuff. Highly recommended. John Allison's art is great, his coloring is great, and his like I said, his writing is just top notch. I think the last John Allison comic I bought was directly from him at the last time I was at San Diego Comic Con. Because yeah. I was like, Oh, someday well, I'll just make it back to Comic Con, I'll bump into John Allison and then yeah. I'll buy the rest of the comics off of him. Yeah. Because I was having more of a fun time reading his stuff in print than even yeah. even online. Well, I think he struggles and... with that a lot because... So he decided, making Bad Machinery, that he was going to make this long-form yeah. 
moderately plot-heavy comic. Is it that, scary, or is it all just mystery-based? It's, it's mystery, and the premise of Bad Machinery is that it's basically two sets of problem-solving teens, girls and boys. And they're that's um, kind of his. Like, he's always done problem solving teens. Are they any of the kids? Well, these are, are actually Bobbins kids. No, no, no. Oh, they are kids. They were in, okay, yeah. In both Bobbins and Scary Go Round. Yeah. Bobbins and Scary Go Round, they were both twenty somethings. Yeah. And in this, Shelly Winters oh, is only older than the Scary Go Round. I know. Oh, I know. Now it's I no know. longer cute. Can I add Shelly to my <laughs> cartoon hair? Okay. I, I can tell this story in this context. So when I first got on the internet, I got online when I was like thirteen years old. Yeah. We barn. And um, at the time, I was involved in forums and everything like that. And I remember talking to people, and then, and then at some point, it would come out how young I was. And they'd be like, there's no way you're that young. You've got to be older than that. You're so mature. <laughs> Whatever. What the fuck? My point is, is Most that... Most of those people are dead now. <laughs> yeah. My point is, is that as I got older and I started becoming friends with people online, there would, sometimes I'd be friends with people who were significantly older than me, or even just moderately older than me. Yeah. And I'd, I'd have to, like... I'd send a letter or something, and my parents and I would always have to have this talk of, like, well, you know, is it safe? <laughs> and, da, da, da. And, um, and I, I realized the other day I have an internet friend, and uh, I'm like, man, they are young enough that I bet you they're having to have that talk with their parents. Mm-hmm. Like, if I were to send them something, they would have to have the talk with their parents of, no, Wait, how'd you get Annie's internet? not a showmo. Where'd you meet these people? Internet. 4chan. Internet, dude. It's not hard. Have you been to Tumblr? It is mostly 13-year-olds. It's just weird to be... When you live long enough, you go from being the person having to explain things to your mom to being the person people having to explain their mom about. It's a weird moment. Welcome to being almost 30. Oh, it's weird. When you start becoming the old child molester. (laughs) (laughs) The old potential child molester. exactly, yeah. Weird. Weird. Age is weird. You're no longer the hot one. Uh, Now you're the weird child predator. That was never a problem I had. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, moral story, bad machinery, really good. Everybody okay. go read it. We're boring as hell this week without Bioshock really bad to talk episode. about. None of us are... We've just been working and playing Bioshock. Yeah. What? what did we'll I talk about Bioshock on the back end, Bill. Um, Calm down. My penis hurts. <laughs> I'm touching my freaky scab. <laughs> I'm taking a moment to touch my freaky scab. I skinned my elbow. <laughs> I see. I may be almost yeah, thirty. You're usually the one who's like, "God, podcast is terrible." This is the first this time I've been like, like, "It's really bad." Hey, like, did I break your pause <laughs> to talk about my well, scab? There was like eight seconds of silence, and you just started your scab. That was a, that was a moment on our podcast. Hey, Bill. Here's a oh crazy idea. God. I'm just gonna float it out at you. How about you edit that shit out, Bill? No. No. context, it's funny. Living through it is kind of like <laughs> Vietnam. No, I don't know if in context it's No, funny. this is like World War II, where World War II was terrible, but uh-huh. the hilarious comics by Bill Maudlin was worth it. <laughs> or like Stone Age times, when people had to menstruate into in, 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 in wheelbarrows Menarch. made of stone. Uh, and then... I'm not going to talk about Bioshock, but Menarch. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? I don't know But then you it. get the funny cartoon uh, called BC. <laughs> it's all worth it in the end. That's what this is right now, the Sunday comics of BC, <laughs> after people got raped and stoned to death in the real Stone Age times, which was us being quiet and then you rubbing your scab. <laughs> how did you get a scab? At least tell us where the scab came from. That's going to be the highlight of this segment of the podcast. Actually, it may be. I think I got it from sex. (laughs) Okay, now this actually is more interesting than... I I never... I 
fucking bonk into things all the time. Don't get me wrong. I'll get mysterious bruises, but I just well, fucking this ripped off a big... something bonking into you repeatedly. Wah, wah. No, wah, but wah, I was like, wah. where did I get like I all at the end of the day? I was just like, why did I fucking rip all the skin off? Oh my, my god, elbow? you have a hole in your arm. Yeah, it's like a big nasty what the hell stab. Did you do? Is that the only thing stress? I can think of is that I had my life <laughs> I had a lot of awesome sex one day, and then I had this elbow injury, and I didn't notice it in the moment. But I can't think of anything else that could have done it. I think this is a sex scab. <laughs> <laughs> I think Foley literally fucked a hole in me. That's the only way I can explain it. Sex scab. <laughs> there we go. Tell this week's podcast. Originally, this week's podcast. Originally, this I swear, I can't think of anything else. Is this your first noticeable sex-related injury? I feel like I'm talking to Erica Moen I've right now. I've gotten hickeys before and shit. But a hickey's not... A hickey's not... It's damaged, it's, but it's, it's not It's a like, bruise. You got a whole fucked India. Yeah. I don't remember when or how in what context. Did you just bleed all over the sheets and you woke up the next morning and just went to work? Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I was like, this is a, this is a sex scam, all right? I did not tell this to any of my coworkers. Who <laughs> However, I will this tell the podcast. Because our podcast crashed right in the middle of Andy telling us about the sex cab store. And we went off on a tangent that was much more energetic than what it is now. Because <laughs> now we're both coming down from after laughing about the sex cab store so much. And now we're just talking about Bioshock Infinite again. And then we have to restart again. And now, like, the energy of the podcast has changed again. God damn it! Yeah. I'm trying to think when the worst... Have I ever injured myself masturbating? <laughs> think so you think sex pumpkins you get seeds in your uh in your vas deferens but it hasn't happened i think yet. the only other sex injury i've had is that my wife and i have <sighs> made out so much that we've chapped our our, our lips which ones the tribalism don't make a zoidberg sound <laughs> <laughs> my little head fin pops up <laughs> oh my god i never thought in the world i never thought if Five years ago, when you first moved here, I would have never thought would be sitting in a basement recording a conversation with you about your sex scab. Yep. Yeah, your lesbian sex scab. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Well, that's what I was saying. The stereotype, because I can... Who gets sex scabs from lesbian... Well, lesbian sex, because the stereotype of lesbian sex is all, like, soft and fluffy, whereas, like, dudes might poke a hole into you if you're not looking the wrong way. Right way, I guess. I'm just saying. They'll put a butthole into you if, if you don't show your butthole. This is true. Dicks make Swiss cheese <laughs> out of your butt. <laughs> would you kindly? <laughs> so anyway, what did you do this week, Bill? I just made a racist joke of the, the referencing, hey, Ash, what you're playing on the podcast. What else are you doing? I, I don't know. I cleaned the toilet. <laughs> How you doing? Toilet Annie just peed into, so I don't even know why I even bothered. <laughs> why did you even bother? Annie, stop bleeding and peeing all over the place. <laughs> stop being an organic creature. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave enough clues that if I'm murdered, <laughs> people know where I was. That's you just leaving DNA. If you, if you disappear on the way home, then they can track back exactly. to you. Exactly. Oh my god. No, that's it. What else? Nothing. I told you we should talk about Bioshock. <laughs> we'll talk about Bioshock in the back end. We're not going to be, we are always the assholes who spoil people and then we don't talk about, then people like, they're like, well, I can only go back and listen to it. What if no like, one, we, no, what if no one listening cares about Bioshock and this is all for naught? We could have <laughs> talked about End Out and they would have been like, well, at least it would have been something to listen to on the ride home on, on my iPod, but no. Hey, Bill, we're going to take a little break and come back to the Geek Week interview and then we're going to have a break and we're going to come back and talk about Bioshock Infinite. Yay! Sex Gap! 
As I walked down through Chatham Street, a fair maid I did meet. She asked me to see her home. She lived in Bleecker Street. To me, way, yes, Auntie, my dear Auntie. Oh, you New Yorkers, can she dance the polka? To me, way, yes, Auntie, my dear Auntie. Oh, you New Yorkers, can she dance the polka? When we got hey everybody, beach, welcome back. Any changed your mind? <laughs> I forgot to talk about Adventure Time. What'd you do this? You week? have it's to catch over. up. No, I'm just gonna say this really quick. You have to catch up on Adventure Time. I heard there was another uh, Marcy they and Ice King episode. The context of the Cheers theme. How? They, did they actually like? Well, what, what, you mentioned that in the show notes. What the hell does that mean? One of the characters sings the Cheers theme. Oh in, yeah. In a moment, and it will make you cry like a little bitch. I, I would assume it's got to be Ice King, because who else is going to be singing the Cheers theme? You'd be surprised, my friend. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's good no, shit. well, isn't it supposed to be, like, the first of April, all of uh, Adventure Time is coming to Netflix? I think something like that. I think one of our if listeners If it does, because I'm, I'm a season behind. Or at least, what what season are they on now? Like, season four or something Five. like that? Five? Yeah. Yeah, because I think I've bought, like, first three or four seasons. Mm-hmm. If uh, the new season isn't part of Netflix, I'll just download that. I'll buy that next week, and I'll start catching Some up. good, weird shit. It's good. Like I said, I've just been holding back on the on, on Adventure Time just to save it for a rainy day. Well, that's the other thing. I've been busy enough. It's good that you waited until the, the sunny season in Portland. <laughs> well, I know, seriously. No, I, Adventure Time, it's one of those shows I want to watch. I don't yeah. want to just, like, no, I, I don't want to listen to it passively while I'm working on other stuff. But I haven't had much time just to sit down and watch TV in the last sure. six months. So that's why you. it's all built up so much so what, what the hell what, where did i leave off with adventure time i think finn and jake were going on an adventure i was gonna say adventure i think it was such a fever well, a lot of this fucking fan fictiony fucking plot arc stuff ha- hasn't kicked in yet because well, i only watched the first two seasons well the nature of adventure time is that you don't know there's a plot arc happening until well, there's I, a, a, an episode that plays off the first plot two arc. seasons i don't think it's really obvious that there are like that it's a very plot plot arc. I heavy still don't show. think it's there's there's it's a little plot threat. Well, it's heavy, but like there's enough like this whole this whole thing Ice King and Marceline, that that's kind of a big deal. Th- these these kind of plot threads don't become as prevalent until the last season or two, it seems. Which is fine. That's totally cool. It's great to have a kid show that actually has some dramatic weight to it and actually has arcs between episodes. I think. Well, they, see, hey, it's 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 like maybe every three episodes will allude to something that happened in a prior. I mean, no, they would. Do They're that all designed the first, to standalone. That would happen in the first couple of seasons of Adventure Time too, but it was usually light and fluffy stuff. It wasn't like the history of the Ice King or the history of Marcy. I think it, this it, is it, also it, Rebe- Rebecca Sugar's last episode. Yeah, that's what you're talking time. about. Yeah, what is what show is she going off to make? Isn't it called Jake versus the Universe or something like that? Jake yeah, and, and whatever show everyone was making fun of for looking and sounding like scott pilgrim unfortunately not me dude it's rebecca sugar well, i trust everyone her. else was yeah including you bill <laughs> hey it's time for the geek cooking Hello, review rebecca sugar. 1966 batman comics by jeff parker and jonathan case are coming this summer Bio did you shock. read that article what the article that everyone linked to that was talking about this no why so i clicked on this article i just po- i just read the news i don't make it <laughs> I clicked on this article that's talking about this the series of comics that are coming out about that are set in the quote unquote canon of the TV show. Yeah, and uh, the article was all about this deal between Warner Brothers Entertainment and like this licensing company to put all of this 1966 Batman stuff on like Batman really? TV show well, art on T-shirts and lunchboxes and stuff. And well, buried deep in that article is a mention of this oh, comic really? book series. Really, that's hilarious. Well, it's funny because all this uh, the the rights to all the 1966 Batman TV show stuff has been in limbo for a long time. That's why this the the show has been on DVD or like on Netflix or anything like that. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened for. 
for this huge agreement to happen. Pile the money. only thing that anyone that I know cares about is the fact that, yeah, uh, uh, friends of the podcast, Jeff Parker and Jonathan Case, yeah, they're going to be helping make, uh, not helping make, they're going to be making the uh, comic books based yeah. off of this new licensing agreement, I guess. But good. I guess, I think these comics, too, are interesting, too, because I think they're coming out digitally first. Hmm. There will be print versions, but I think it's going to be... I don't think it's day and date. I think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be uh, each issue is going to be available uh, separately, like on Comixology or something like that. Hmm. I should have read more about it. <laughs> just the news that like Jeff Parker is writing stupid 1966 <laughs> yeah. Batman. Also, it's just a fun, kooky idea. Yeah, it's like good in times. an age where comic books are getting so dramatic and so yeah. overwrought, having a goddamn comic and Jonathan yeah. Case is a great artist. Yes, like they're they're a great team working together. And man, it's gonna be super funny. It's gonna be super cute. It's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you get to see. Uh, Jonathan Case is gonna get stuck tra- having to draw like 14 issues of Cesar Romero's painted over mustache <laughs> as the Joker. It's gonna it's be good. Gonna be hilarious. <laughs> I wonder which uh, Catwoman they're gonna go with. Because they had it's a couple uh, of Newbar. Oh, they actually say yeah. she's the black one. No, that's Earth Kit, Bill. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Earth Kit's kind of light skinned. She dead. Capcom and Way Forward are remaking the NES Ducktales game. Would it be weird if I added Eartha Kit from Emperor's New Groove to my harem? No. Dude, I saw Eartha Kit shortly before she died. I would still have added her to my harem. <laughs> she was a badass. She's one of the best Disney... I mean, that's one of the best Disney movies ever, but... What? What did you say? Capcom and Way Forward are remaking the NES DuckTales game. Oh, woo! I take it you never played the original DuckTales game? I did not. I watched the DuckTales TV show. It was a good game. It was not the end of the world like some people would have you assume it was, but it was just like, I think it was from the same team that made the Mega Man games. And yeah. Those were good games. And this is far better than any uh, DuckTales game should have been. Yeah, just... I think that's the thing. It was more. It was a, it was a reasonably seminal Nintendo yeah. game, but it was a licensed game. And it had good just... graphics, good sound, good music yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you, in the game you just play a Scrooge McDuck and you just attack people by jumping on their heads with the pogo stick. Yeah. Well, no, oh, he's using cane. his cane, yeah, but it's cane. being used as a pogo stick. And he's, like, whapping things, like, like, like using his cane like a golf club and stuff. Yeah. It's a very cute game. And I guess the entire uh, voice cast yeah, is still alive. Yeah, they got the original, the original voice the cast. Dude is 94 years old. The oh, guy who seriously? voice. Yes. Well, that was, like, what, 25 years ago? Yeah. 30 years ago? The better part of 30 years ago. <laughs> so I would imagine he's going to sound a little funny. Because I'm sure it's going to be like, I He's going to sound hilarious because Scrooge McDuck is hilarious. Reading his voice lines between like a gas is, mask, is, oxygen mask. Quack McPack in the game? <laughs> is that his name? Is that Quack is, McPack? Is, is that, that the transgender duck who has to go packing no, with the rubber name cock? Of, what's the name of Quack? Pad McQuack? Launchpad McQuack. I don't know this. I You're watched this show a lot. Bill, that's because I was pre-puberty Quack when I was Mc... watching it. Quack? What? Dude, I'm not that far off. Launchpad <laughs> McQuack. Did you have the DuckTales uh, soundtrack? I did. The first CD I ever bought was a Disney Afternoon CD. Thank you. I don't remember. I know Launchpad McQuack. And I was too old to get into Tailspin. <laughs> because you were an adult human with a fully formed brain I had a center, job. Bill. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, was a, I, was, I had a job with exactly. taxes with Animaniacs. <laughs> Come on. I should not know this much about uh, DuckTales. Word came down from Lucasfilm that the Clone Wars cartoon will be ending without establishing the fate of Ashoka Tano. I guess that's how she pronounced. Which is a pretty big fuck you to all the kids who've been watching the show for the last five years. Yeah, this is Fallout. We mentioned this last week on the show about how, yeah, they're stopping the Clone Wars cartoon. And I guess, yeah, they're not going to let them uh, wrap up uh, the story they've been telling, which is the big thing about, yeah, how that, that, this, I guess a, sh- a, a show, what the hell's her name? Um... 
She looks like a fucking clown. Ashokatana? She looks like a gingerbread clown. Anyway, she's like she's Darth Vader's apprentice. Okay. And she yeah, just she disappears between the show and episode three, so everyone assumes that she dies at some point. Yeah. And everyone assumed the climax of the show would be showing what her uh, eventual fate is. I guess we're not gonna be able to show that. So that's kind of fuck oh, well. your show. Also, I just realized if you take a Cadbury egg and open it across along its seam, it kind of looks like. Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors. It totally does. And then if you spell out the guts, it looks like she's thrown up. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Thanks for taking that <laughs> to a logical conclusion. Weird, Missy Moore. Shock! Phantom Pain is actually Metal Gear Solid Five. You tell me about this. Metal Gear, well, except that Phantom Pain plus Ground Zeroes is actually Metal Gear what Solid. What is Ground 5. Zeroes? Ground Zeroes is the game that he came out and talked about like maybe a year and a half ago, and he said this is different from Metal Gear Solid Five. And it was going to be like an open world explorer kind of game. Like uh-huh. you would, rather than being a more linear, you were going to have like an entire environment to traverse and sneak around and be a spy guy. So instead of like, well, like sneaking into a base. Or what are the hell Phantom Pain is about? Well, that's the thing. Then they, and then they have the whole Phantom Pain fake out where. That's <clears> bullshit. Phantom Pain looks so great in that first trailer when no one knew what it was. Well, just because it looks so interesting and different and <sighs> yeah, weird. No, but as soon as they introduced the supernatural elements in the trailer, I immediately yeah, got true, bored. like a big lava whale and shit like that well and then like there's like a floaty dude with arms and i'm like you were this is a Metal Gear solid game yeah and it wasn't until someone pointed out to me that the the dude's like head wrap is, is an eye patch well that's what even before, even before people figured out how like if you look at the phantom pain logo there were slices yeah. that out of it taken out that look like if you put it all together it looks like the metal gear solid logo yeah um but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, were like people were like, he kind of looks like Solid Snake. Yeah, because isn't like head bandage. Looks yeah. just like his his uh, snake's um headband. Yeah. Man, yeah, no, it could have been such oh, an interesting. I mean, who knows? It could be a great game. I don't. Well, want just to... a weird way to announce it. I have a tendency to shit talk Metal Gear because I am not a Metal Gear fan anyway. Just because I think those games are overwrought. Who publishes but... Metal Gear? Konami. Konami. I wonder what happened at Konami because there's the whole um. Kojima was working on the whole Revengeance game, and then Revengeance changed and got taken away and became something different. And then clearly, yeah. he's Hideo Kojima is working on this whole Ground Zeroes game. And then like, no, 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 Metal Gear Solid Five. Like, okay. And then they do this whole weird Phantom Pain fake out that abruptly just yeah, doesn't even yeah, segue. Yeah. That abruptly is like, nope, that's actually Metal Gear Solid Five. You, won't, I can't help but wonder if he was wanted to do one of his dumb long con things, and someone at Konami just sat him down and said, "Sweetheart, baby, no." But you can pretend to fire David Hayter. You think that's what's going on? I don't know. Well, yeah, so David Hayter, the rumor is he's not included. He said on Twitter that he has not been asked to join. Well, just a couple of weeks ago, he was uh, canvassing the troops uh, on Twitter, uh, just saying, essentially, who th- who here who here would, would buy a new Metal Gear game if I wasn't voicing Solid Snake? Oh. And so people were like, oh, that's interesting. They must be announcing, maybe they're going to be announcing new games soon and he's using this as contract leverage yeah. to try to make sure he gets included in the game. Like, so you think this is just, this is all just I don't bullshit? know, probably not. That's the thing with Kojima, who the hell knows what's yeah. real and what's not until yeah. the game's actually on store shelves. <laughs> and even then. I don't, I don't dislike Kojima, but man, he's a big old weirdo. Dude's a weirdo. Did you see all the shit he's been going off about how much he got a doll a Ted doll, you know, the movie Ted from yeah. Seth MacFarlane that just yeah. came out? He was fascinated with that. <laughs> he ordered a talking Ted doll in the mail. And for, like, there was a whole week where, he, like, all of his photos on Twitter were just, like, pictures of him <laughs> just taking a picture of the Ted doll doing different things around the office. Still in its package? A what? Like, he, like it was like this weird weeaboo. Dude's, dude's touched. <laughs> maybe his, And I don't think he was doing that to be funny. Is, is his waifu. <laughs> 
like, I'm just wondering if there's going to be a Ted skin Dude, for, like, it's, multiplayer it's in Metal Gear Solid Five. Who knows? That would not be un- uh, surprising, really, all things His Twitter feed, like, I, every once in a while I'll see people retweet, not even just the Ted stuff, but other just shit he just says, where he's just, like, yeah. little zen drops of wisdom that just out of his fucking mind. But then, like, mind. I'm having an American hamburger. Exactly. <laughs> I can <take> hamburger. <laughs> so good. The Katamari Damacy guy showed off his new game at GDC, a two-person competitive side-scrolling game where two teenage boys compete to be the least socially awkward kid in school. The game is controlled by a custom 16-button color-coded controller. Here's hoping they find a way to port this game to consoles. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you're playing two people at the same time. It's a side-scrolling game. Looks like it could have been almost a Super Nintendo game. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, each person controls their character by using this big, uh, obviously just made up in a shop somewhere, a wooden controller that's as big as a VC. Mm-hmm. with 16 light-up buttons on it and just a joystick, you know, that actually moves yeah. the character around. Uh, but each one of those 16 buttons uh, controls a different thing. Like, you, you could suddenly take a shower out of the blue, mm-hmm. or you could fart, or you could yeah. pee, or you could say, I love you. Yeah. And the idea is you're supposed to get from the beginning of the game to the end while trying to, uh, every time someone comes up to you, mostly it seems like you're in a high school, so you're being mostly uh, approached by cute girls, mm-hmm. is that whenever a cute, uh, cute girl comes up to you, I guess there's an on-screen cue telling you what you're supposed to do to make her happy. Yeah. What is the most socially appropriate thing to do in this situation as she approaches you? Yeah. And then you're supposed to hit the corresponding button on the 16-button uh, <laughs> oh, control pad. The only thing is, like, the the the... What button does what changes oh, randomly? Seriously? I suppose in the first stage or two, everything kind of stays. Well, when you first start the game, there's only three actions you can do, and the yeah. actions stay static between whatever three buttons they're assigned to. Yeah. And then with it, by the end of the third stage, all sixteen buttons are filled up with different actions you've you've learned to do throughout the first mm-hmm. couple stages. And then after that, the buttons like what does what starts moving around. Oh, that's crazy. And so, uh, I think it's co- competitive. Whoever just gets the end of the game first with the least amount of acting like a crazy person wins. And I guess you get you, you get deducted points. Like, if you walk up to somebody and you actually hit the piss your pants button, yeah. you know, you're going to get docked points yeah. and stuff. That's kind of hilarious. And so that sounds hilarious. It's just called, like, just total social panic game. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> and they said, uh, according to people who watch people play it, it is, once you get towards the middle of the game, it gets hilarious because you have two characters walking around just, like, suddenly, like, start, start taking a shower in front of somebody and fart and piss all over themselves and just, like, go crazy because... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's it sounds pretty amazing. Oh, video games! But this is yeah, it requires a custom sixteen button controller. Wow. So well, I, well, mean, I know that guy's like fuck video games. That's I kind know. of like the thesis of he, he he took off from video games for five years to go build like an uh like a kids uh like park somewhere. Hey, that weird unfun game that he made. Did they reach whatever planet Nobie, he was Nobie. shooting for? I don't think so. <laughs> still trying to get the mars or whatever <laughs> that was worth five bucks though on on psn that was what a fucking weird well, yeah, so i think it came out with like a nobi nobi boy app for the yeah. iphone that yeah. really didn't do anything it was just yeah. like touch a screen I think that you would could fart keep, you could keep track of how far nobi i love the guy who just doesn't care he just wants to have he's not interested in making a game he just wants to make a weird experience yeah and god I love bless that him guy. yeah god bless him that he's gonna get away with it Oh, God. Yochiwata, head of Square Enix, resigned this week in the wake of lower-than-expected sales of Tomb Raider, Sleeping yeah, Dogs, and the last few Final Fantasy games. Final Fantasy's been kind of a mess in general since he took over the presidency of Square in 2000, though that's not entirely his fault. How many copies of Tomb Raider did Square expect to sell? It seemed like everyone was playing the goddamn game when it came out all of three weeks ago. Yeah. So, Yochiwata... Uh, I guess he was, he, be, he became president of Square, like, I think it's 2000. Mm-hmm. And I think he was president of Square before they merged with Square Enix. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, I guess the first, uh, game that, uh, Square Enix put out after 
he became president was Final Fantasy X, which was a decent game. Everyone mm-hmm. liked the yeah, but like that poor son of a bitch. That's a rough ten year stretch of yeah being the president of any Japanese video game corporation. Yeah, so it's been a how much years. of Square kind of going down the toilet is his fault versus his creative team just being a bunch of fucktards versus the market kind of just changing away from Japanese yeah. focused games and begin to begin with. But yeah, how does how did how many copies of Tomb Raider were they expecting to sell? Because that's the one thing I heard more than anything than anything else was it was really the sales of Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. quote unquote lackluster sales of Tomb Raider that really sealed the fate. It's just the nature of AAA development. It's that's like you have crazy, to though. sell five million copies. It seems like almost everyone I knew online was playing. Every yeah. time I fired up my Xbox Live, yeah. nine out of ten people were playing Tomb Raider for yeah. the first two weeks. It's critically acclaimed. Obviously, it sold well. I think yeah. like I think the reason the numbers was at least sold like three and a half million copies. Mm-hmm. Which, that's a fucking lot. That's a decent number of games. It's not Call of Duty numbers. Yeah. But that's a lot. And you have to wonder how many copies they were hoping to sell. It's almost like if, AAA development is broken. I hate to say up. it. Between that and John Riccatello, he he quit last yeah. week. This is really kind of shake out. I mean, of like... I'm really curious to see what the fuck the new blood does to try and save AAA games. Yeah. Square is... Enix is especially fucked up because like Final Fantasy's in the toilet right now. No yeah. one cares about They got a, that MMO that's practically sinking the Yeah, what does Square right Enix now? have that anybody gives a shit about? They're, they're well, publishing the, smart, the, they're smartest thing the they did was, game, right? Yeah, I guess Thief. Well, the smartest thing they ever did was hire... Like, bought, did, was, the, I, did they publish Dishonored? No. No. Why am I thinking that? They're not doing Thief. Well, no, but the people who made Thief, I think, worked on Dishonored. Well, no. because the new Thief looks just like Dishonored. It doesn't really. It does, it, it doesn't cyber- really. It's... it's like saying Grand Theft Auto looks exactly like Saints Row or oh, vice versa. Oh, man, look, we got Saints Row coming out right before GTA this year? Yeah. I would kill to see Saints Row sell more than GTA, <laughs> That'd man. That'd be so great. It's, it's never going to happen. It's not going to happen, but if they marketed it correctly, if that game were awesome enough. You know what? It probably was a Tomb Raider, now that you said that out loud. The difference between Saints Row and G- Grand Theft Auto is the people who aren't hardcore gamers are going to buy Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. They're not necessarily going to buy Saints Row. Maybe they, with Tomb Raider, they did a really good job of catering to the mainstream market, but they didn't crack into the elusive non-mainstream market. Yeah. I guess maybe they're expecting, just because it is Tomb Raider and Lara yeah. Croft, that she's one of the icons of gaming. Yeah. But still, man, it's fucking, it's, a, it's, 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 it's not like, it's, it's, it's also a game that came out in the middle of March. Yeah. It's not a big video game selling month. Like, I don't know, like, that, yeah, I mean, how many games you're expecting to sell of any franchise in the middle of March? Yeah. When, I uh, just, that's fucked up. That, that sounds like it's more fucked up expectations. Yeah. Than anything else. I mean, Yuichi Wada, he's been in charge of the company, like I said, while Final Fantasy as a brand is tanked. And there's been a, Square in, Square in general has been kind of on a decline mm-hmm. in the last decade, but still, that's, if, for Tomb Raider to be the last game that he publishes, that, that that sends him out the door. That's kind of bullshit. It makes me sad because a lot of the non-Japanese developed games that they've published have been really enjoyable. Yeah! Like, um, uh, Deus Ex Human, Human Revolution. Really enjoyed that. No, they've, they've actually, within the last couple of years, Sleeping Dogs some... was a lot of fun. Well, that's exactly, which I still have to finish. I only played the first hour of that. But no, they've actually done, for a Japanese company, they've made, in the last year or two, they've made some great strides in mm-hmm. Western game development. And Tomb Raider, it hasn't stuck to my guts much, but it was a really good game. You know? Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed the hell out Man, of it. Man, this day and age, good. When, when you get to not say that $60 game was totally yeah, worth it. it was worth my that's $60. That's actually, that's an accomplishment right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a hell yeah. of an assessment. 
I wonder I wonder if they hadn't sunk any money in multiplayer. I wonder if it, they would have been considered a success. Yeah. Because it would have been less However investment. How much money so, they yeah. dumped into multiplayer. Do you Did think anyone's... I never even... You know what? I just realized I never even fired up multiplayer. I never I even, even looked at it. it. Yeah. Oh, man. I wonder... Uh, ben Kachira did a, a, an investigative analysis. That's and he rough. found that people... That, that developers are finally figuring out not to awkwardly like tap on um multiplayer no, it took him a element. decade to figure it out i know it's like what, what what games did he use as an example well no he just he just looked game like industry-wide games that had just globally yeah games are released with or without multiplayer elements so and it was does have less multiplayer? less no it does not you know i always forget grand theft auto 4 had multiplayer yeah it did man fucking what the hell are people doing max Payne had multiplayer really it was actually kind of fun don't get me wrong <gasps> but annie you should be proud of me I don't know why this suddenly made me think of this. (laughs) Last night, yesterday's gold box deal on Amazon.com was the Harry Potter box set. Blu-ray box set. Uh Uh-huh. Instead of of $500, it was only, quote-unquote, only $250. Really? This included the fold-out map of Hogwarts. I did not buy it. Good for you! I am enormously which proud means, of you. Which because I did not. Can you spend, now pay your taxes? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I did not spend that two hundred fifty dollars on Harry Potter, I could buy two hundred fifty dollars worth of Louis D. Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I don't know why I'm talking about sleeping dodges? Uh, you think of what love. a saving? Yeah, no, uh, that's uh, yeah. You you each you, you water, but at the same time, he was in charge of Square Enix when they made Final Fantasy twelve. That was a cool game. You only said I liked Final Fantasy. I played some of what little bit of I liked. I it's liked just the, me and what's his name, a Jeremy Final Parrish. Fantasy game liked... where you can walk around and actually see the monsters before fighting them. Yeah. that's a master stroke. That should yeah. be all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> sure, you're still playing as a guy in Lederhosen, but yes, well, uh, watch well, out, I do. Yoichi Wada. Also, you just have a very silly name. It's a great name, Yoichi Wada. Yoichi Wada. Yoichi Wada. Mario says when he jumps. It's a really good name, Yoichi. Mario. That's a good name. Yeah, Yoichi. I should add that to write my that list. Down. I have a list of names that I'll throw out whenever people say what's so and so's name. I always go to Ferdinand, Alfonso, Huberto. I should add Yoichi. Kikuchio. <laughs> Kikuchio. <laughs> the Emperor's New Groove and Lilo and Stitch are being released on Blu-ray. Speaking in June. of which, now I can masturbate to Eartha Kit in HD. Oh, in all the dimensions, Billy. Yeah, Emperor's New, you know, because not that both of those movies. No, actually, Lilo and Stitch in HD would look They're great because look all the watercolor backgrounds. That's yeah, gonna look gorgeous. Yeah, Kronk in HD. <laughs> oh my god! I just the entirety of Emperor's New Groove just kind of like <laughs> all at once. Total recall for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the next all the jokes. Like when they climb up the there's a cliff and they almost fall down but they have to run backs and they walk up and they go to the restaurant and there's a hijinks. Oh my god, guys! Guys, if you have not seen the Emperor's New Groove, it's really cute. It it's is very the closest funny. thing to a Looney Tunes cartoon yeah. movie that Disney had ever done, so, and three people saw it. I don't know if any of y'all listening. This is really narrowing it down. One of my favorite animated movies of the late '90s was the doomed for failure Cats Don't Dance, which was a rat a tat tat. Musical, like, like, should we put our cats musical don't dance commentary on for podcast? <laughs> Maybe, uh, that yeah, was Erica like a it. joke a minute sort of fun fest. It was really great, really beautiful. It That's tanked, 
It has got Bacula as the protagonist. As a voice actor. As the protagonist. He's not bad. He sings, my friend. Anyway, moral of the story, that guy, the, 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 the like, oh, what's his name? Mark Dindar. Le- Dindal, maybe. Left and went to Disney. Mark Dindar. He's my favorite did, villain from ba- Galaxy Quest. I really like how you Dindar. support me, Bill. I know. I'm just kidding. Go Bill. ahead. Bill. Go ahead. He went to do Emperor's New Groove, which had a really, really tempestuous history. It started oh, was he going to do the dramatic version? No. He was brought in to do the slapstick one. Oh, he was actually in charge of then in this yes oh i know it yeah that's okay. why if you watch it for the group it feels a lot like cats don't dance it's that same kind of rat-a-tat-tat jokey oh, God, you goofy want me to be broad back on the watch humor cats don't dance. i'm just saying oh I, another news i forgot to put in the show notes uh cats don't dance finally coming out on vhs next week <laughs> billy has this elven little grin on his face Cats Don't Dance is like, whoever put that on a DVD is probably regretting it by now. Cats Don't Dance. Legend of Korra voice actress Janet Varney tweeted this week that the next season of Korra should be airing sometime in April. This means that Bill gets to have a few weekends of Game of Thrones, Mad Men, Doctor Who, Korra, quadruple feature nerdery again this year. Yeah, that's true. Game of Thrones starts next weekend? Is it? Uh, Yeah, Game of Thrones starts Sunday night. This Sunday night? The Doctor Who starts Saturday. It'll air in the United this States. This coming on Saturday. Night. Get ready to fire up the piratebay.com. <laughs> it's gonna be your friend. Well, I can at least subscribe well, to no. Doctor Who on Game iTunes. Game of Thrones. Game yeah. of Thrones, though. I'm gonna have to get. No, I need. Actually, do need to call my friend who has an HBO Go account. They don't your use. Friend. <laughs> I'm going to have to start looking in my dumpsters to find pop, quote-unquote copies of Game of Thrones. I'm trying to be good. I didn't pirate any of the last season because I, I was like, I used a friend's HBO Go account. And I feel like that is a workaround that it's not illegal. I've only read the first half of the third Game of Thrones book, which sounds like this is what the next season's going to be of. Did you get to the Red Wedding? Yeah. Spoilers for I know what it is. Wedding. I didn't get to that part, but the I know what it is. Supposedly, that's what... The uh, spoilers for Game of Thrones season three. Supposedly that's supposed to be the last episode this season. Oh yeah, they've got it. That's end a on great that note. It's a fucking way to end shit. Let's see if anyone comes back for the fourth season. Exactly. Watch it, people are gonna be like, what? Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo will have cameos. The new National Lampoon's Vacation film starring Ed Helms as their son Rusty, who was originally played by Anthony Michael Hall. Cats Don't Dance is available on DVD for six bucks. <laughs> it is the Bioshock two of animated films. <laughs> In that it is actually really good and undervalued. Yeah, and Bill. You, you, you could practically yeah. find copies of just littering the streets. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Iron no. Man. No, we gotta talk about National... What's your favorite National Lampoon's vacation movie moment? I've never seen moment? any of the National Lampoon's You movies. would not care for them, because it's just whatever. <laughs> it doesn't... Uh, Jennifer... Oh, Jennifer... What's her name from uh, 30 Rock? Jane Krakowski? Her first movie role... Was in the first National Lampoon's movie. Oh, was it? She plays um, the redneck sister who mixes Kool Aid with her bare hands. <laughs> An auspicious beginning. Well, I know. What's funny because I was going back and I was watching that not too long ago and I'm like fired up. I'm like, hey, that chick looks familiar. And I had to like Google. I'm like, wait, yeah. Jane Krakowski and yeah, that, that was like her first role. Uh, her family is making hamburger helper, except they don't have, ha- they can't afford meat. So they're just like, hamburger, they call it hamburger helper, but I find it just does fine by itself. <laughs> that is the line. That's a funny movie, yeah. So no, I guess they're bringing back the, the uh, Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo, who were the parents in the in the National Lampoon's movies. Because what else does Chevy Chase have to do right now? I know, seriously. He got himself booted off fucking Community. Yeah. Have you ever tried to watch Community? Nope. 
I don't can't say as I blame you. Community is a little bit of a little bit of It's too beloved. Also, it's good, but it's not like that staggeringly great as people. I will, I'll, I'm a big proponent of community. I think community is fucking hilarious. But yeah, it's 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 ascended the heights of like everyone's like, you got to watch community. It's so great. Oh, it's cute. Yeah. What? I all of my brain space is occupied by Parks and Rec. I can't make any room for any other TV. Oh, shows. is that on tonight? Is it? Oh, we gotta get you home so I can watch Parks and Recreation. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. They aired a new uh, Iron Man 3 spot featuring Pepper Potts. Did you see that? I've seen people talking about that. I've seen like a spoiler. Well, of course it's a spoiler. They put it in your outfit. Not Metal Gear. Iron (laughs) Man. It's all the same Well, did you hear whether it's true or not why she's in the suit? No. Because basically Robert Downey Jr. is like, this is the year 2013. What is she going to do? Go cringe in the corner while I'm in danger? No. She's going to put on a fucking suit and try to save my ass. Gwyneth Paltrow's ripped. Why wouldn't she? Come on. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. I hope that that is true because that is beautiful. Well, technically she was already part cyborg in the Royal Tenenbaum. She had a wooden finger. (laughs) I do like that part of the trailer is explicitly her saving him from wrecking. Yeah! That's a nice little reversal. And that's kind of a bummer, because if if that wasn't part of the commercials, that'd be a great moment to be surprised in seeing the movie. But now it's on TV. Spoilers for everybody. Pepper Potts has armor. God, no, she probably had, like, farts herself to death in the armor. What? I just read Bill's last note for the Geek Week interview. What? What? Mark Scorsese is trying to turn Gangs of New York into a TV show? That's what he uh, told AvyClub.com. Yeah! I would imagine it's not going to be about... I'm sure it's going to be like about like uh, not the same the gangs. That'd be great. In that period of time, he probably has that oh, set sitting English. in Podunk, Italy <laughs> it's somewhere. He's been collecting dust for the last yeah. 10 years. Um, I mean, I would assume it would not be about Butcher Bill. I mean, he already no. told that story. Yeah. I wonder if it would take place before. I wonder if he would try to actually make it take place in Gangs of New York, the movie continuity. Yeah. Or it would just be another TV show that would just be kind of exploring the same stuff. But You can even have those characters and just not ha- just have it be like independent of the movie. Yeah, it wouldn't be retelling the movie. I mean, I think I, I, it doesn't sound like he's just trying to turn it turn that movie into a TV show, but yeah. like essentially have a TV TV show take place in that same time. It's basically era. Deadwood, New York. Yeah, exactly. That's, what, That's what it would be. I would, so it sounds like York it would be an HBO caliber is, show. Is Bill, one of Bill Nye's favorite movies, despite the fact that it is terrible. Directed by the guy who made Cats Don't Dance. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. What is Cameron Diaz but the cronk <laughs> of Gangs of New York? without Cameron Diaz. I don't even have yeah. any issues you know, against actually, Cameron Diaz. You know Diaz. what? Actually, I we, re, went back and rewatched it recently and she is she does not drag that ba- down that movie as much as I remember her doing. Really? Oh, well, yeah. she's not in it that much, but like her like I think actually the the all the fake outs of Leonardo DiCaprio and his revenge plot that drags down the movie. That movie is ultimately just too long. Yeah. It could be an hour short. Is it like 3 hours an long? Hour. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie, and I'm glad it's as long as it is because it's eye candy. I almost even but think it is way as much as it's the whole point of the movie, long. but the draft riot stuff at the end kind of it almost oh, turns into a totally. whole different movie. It then? is a different movie. Yeah, it is not the whole point of the movie, Bill. There's just a big fucking battle that's happening while they're trying to have this little battle. If you kind of had, if you take, if you at least trim down some of the uh, uh, Cameron Diaz stuff. And they cut out the last half of the movie <laughs> and made it a two-hour film. <laughs> oh, I forgot Lincoln is on DVD. This or it's you can like run it on iTunes or whatever this week. Yeah. Oh, me, yeah, that's what I'll be doing. A this friend weekend. of mine sent me an article uh, 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 this week on Letters of Note. They mm-hmm. published a letter yeah. of an 11-year-old girl who wrote a letter to Abraham Lincoln. She saw a picture of him when he was um, campaigning, and she wrote him a letter that said, "I think you'd look very handsome with a beard." 
And he wrote back and he was like, uh, she said, your picture needs a frame. That's what she says in this letter. It's the cutest fucking thing. And then she insists that he write her back. And he writes back and he goes, well, I've never had a beard before. Do you think if I grew whiskers, it'd be considered an affectation? So then he did grow a beard. It's a Signed, cutest. Amelia Earhart. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> <laughs> fucking God damn it. Really? Genesis of his beard? I don't know if that. I mean, that's that's the implication of this letter. Oh my god! It's a real God. letter that happened, and then did, he did grow a beard. Did, I, I'm I'm so bummed they didn't get a chance to reenact that on Clone High. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. I ah, man, Abraham Lincoln without a beard. I've seen he looks pictures. weird. He doesn't it. look like the same guy. Your brain wants to fill in the beard. Yeah, desperately. Friends, we're gonna take a little break, and then we're gonna come back, and we're gonna spoil the fuck out of the first two hours of Bioshock. I forgot Lincoln because. Butcher Bill hates Lincoln. He does. Then he's playing Lincoln. Yeah. Oh! oh so that's already got to be a YouTube cool video. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. Oh. Man, Kingston, you are so great. Taps his new knife against his eye. Oh, man. When, when he wakes up Those are fucking dumb he's weapons. all wrapped in the American flag. Oh, it's such a dumb movie, and I love the it The whole thing so at the Chinese opera? Oh, my oh, God. It's so good. It's such a pretty And that movie. shot, that panning shot through the buildings? Yeah. <sighs> well, just in the opening, uh, opening the intro, the introduction shot of all the different, the plug uglies yeah. and the oh. butt fuckers and the, the dig nasties. The movie is one of my least favorite movies of all time and my number one favorite movie of all time at the same time. <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about Gangs of New York on Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll be back to talk about Bioshock Infinite in a bit. <laughs> God only knows what I'd be without you If you should ever leave me Oh, life would still go on, believe me The world could show nothing to me So what good would living do me? God only knows what I'd be without you see this notch this notch is you <laughs> is that oh, your intro for Bioshock Infinite I guess so. I don't... hey everybody we're going to talk about Bioshock Infinite spoilers for the first two or three hours right of Bioshock now, Infinite we are not very far into it but when um, the Bioshock Infinite reviews started to come out I read a review that claimed to be spoiler free I got maybe four paragraphs in and I learned Which something review? I didn't want to know I can't even remember what site it was on. I saw people complaining Kotaku's review was not spoiler free. It, it was not. It was a it was a review that claimed to be and pe- and it wasn't technically a plot spoiler, but it was totally a tone spoiler. Yeah. And I was so mad. I wish. Why? I read what it. was the spoiler? Was I still it... haven't hit that part of the game yet, oh, so I don't really? want to spoil it for you. My point is, is it about is that, like time travel or something? No. Or? Oh, my okay. point is, is that if you do not seriously, if you have any intention of ever at any point playing Bioshock Infinite, stop playing right now because the ha- the delight of this game is just in the unexpected way that it plays with your expectations. Yeah, Annie and I both really pointedly went out of our way to avoid all spoilers about the game pretty much for the entire three years of development. Bill did a much better job than I did. I did watch some playthrough videos yeah, and like all the much. trailers. I saw the first trailer with the Beast of America song, mm-hmm. which actually, I did, that's great. That, that That's the actual track mode video yeah. for the for the game because that's such a great kick-ass theme yeah. for, uh, for the game. But uh, yeah, that's so I knew there was some kind of like time travel stuff because well, one of the first things anyone ever talked about the game was... The idea that uh, Elizabeth can open up tears in time, yeah, and that you see a French theater that says that's playing "Revenge of the Jedi," yeah, which is though that's the first. No, actually, no, that's not the first weird thing you see in the game. That's no. that's time out of time stuff. Well, see, that's what I like about this game. So it's really easy on first blush when you play this game. 
they, the way they are kind of playing with your expectations, having played Bioshock. Yeah, well, the way it starts clever. off with an eerie light lighthouse. See, yeah, I'm like it's funny because that was actually in the first trailer for the game I saw, but I'd forgotten about it. Yeah. So when the game starts up, I was like, "Oh, Bioshock! It's yeah. another lighthouse." Yeah. And so I was like creeping on exploring. But it's I don't know go what up. I expected when I got into the dentist chair that rises up at the top of the lighthouse. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Did not was expect happen. that, did you? But then, like, you can look down and you see there's like rocket engines beneath you, and yeah. I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" <laughs> the moment I thought that. Yeah, yep. you're a, the lighthouse is a fucking rocket that shoots yeah. you up into a Columbia. What do you think is going on with what's their names? Reginald and Roxanne? Are those their names? The people who row you in on the boat. Do you think those are the two people who are also serving you up in they Columbia? They are. They are. They, they meet you on the boat. They're the people who stop you and they say heads or tails. And then it's all heads, 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 heads. And you flip it and it's heads. Yeah, and then one you of meet them in the club. Yeah, one of them is Jennifer Hale doing her best. What is it? Intercontinental accent? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So good. I have a theory that this game. I didn't realize that those were the guys on the boat. I thought that's the same people. I, I, I would almost assume that these guys are the hand of God or something like that. Like, See, that's my thing. I'm wondering is this game, is the narrative of this game somehow unstuck in time? How so? Well, so clearly whatever is happening. I guess we're just assuming you've, you've at least seen enough to, get to understand what the hell we're talking about. So here, but... it's we know in Bioshock that something is wrong with time. Elizabeth can some degree manipulate time. They have the one of the clever. I can't decide if this is really clever or an affectation or both. But they, they do these subtle things with music where you'll hear music that should not exist in this time. Like, one of the first things... And they talked about this in, like, the press and stuff. One of the first things you experience when you go into Columbia is you hear a barber shop quartet singing God Only Knows. Yeah, by the Beach by the Boys. Beach Boys. Yeah. Which is also... That's actually a great rendition of that it, song. Which is really too, great. Yeah. And as you're entering um, Elizabeth's chambers in the monument, you hear her over this intercom humming See, I thought that was Everybody electric guitar. Wants to rule the but world. it's funny because you only get to hear just a couple notes and enough yeah. I was like, I know that sounds fucking cool. Yeah. I know that sounds I know, fucking I Familiar. Stop and listen I had to, to it. think about that. I was like, maybe I'm just in. Like, I don't yeah. know if I was projecting. I was like, that sounds like Tears for Fears. Yeah. But then, like, 30 seconds later, you meet Elizabeth, and that's. Yeah. She does the first tear in time, and that's when you end up, like, 1983 France in front of yeah. a movie theater showing Le Revanche of the Jedi yeah. or whatever the hell it is. No, I think it's And they're actually humming. playing the original song. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's actually humming it. I would be surprised. And, uh, yeah. but yeah, which, which was funny because it made me think, do you have to license music if you only do like one out of every five notes? Of oh, it? one of the things I was, uh, uh, we were talking about, uh, panels from GDC, uh, and, uh, I think it was Chris Grant or one of the, uh, uh, Player One podcast guys, he was at the harmonics panel and they were talking mm-hmm. about the licensing of it. When you license a song, at least for a video game, for what they were doing, there's two different licenses you have to get. You have to get a license for the composition yeah. and a license for the original recording that yeah. you're trying to appropriate. So yeah, you, you can still... It, it costs a lot less just to license the composition if you're just going to yeah. do a cover version for a game. So yeah, so I guess... Yeah. Which explains why they do so much. Because later, as you're you're wandering on this boardwalk, uh, there's a calliope playing. Um, girls just want to have fun. Fucking great. But I think it's I can, so I kind of feel like okay, is this they're just being too clever for the sake of being clever, or it's a very clever, like nice, um, uh, like subversion of your expectations? Because you're like, oh, this is just well, some it's dumb not just fantasy world. Music, but they still, it's not good. Not every piece of music in the game is just reappropriated modern day no. music. Like, like there's St. James Infirmary, like yeah, the Louis Armstrong like... version of that and stuff. So it's not all that. Um, it's funny because it's what it reminds me of is Stephen King's Dark Tower books. Yeah. Because those books are about how, um, um, the walls between different worlds and different time periods are wearing thin. 
And mm-hmm. so some some bits and pieces of some different times and, and, and alternate realities are kind of like washing up against each other. Yeah. And so one of the, like the first like 20 pages of the Dark Tower book, uh, the main character, Roland, he's going through a an old West town. You know, it's supposed to be olden times, but uh, on the there's a guy on the player piano and he's playing uh, Beatles songs. Yeah. But it's not really remarked upon, but like it's just kind of thrown in there as, as window dressing. I think her dressing. name is Rosalind. The yeah. lady's voiced by Jennifer Hale. Yeah. And her last name is something something. I just found a tape by her that gave her last name. And her last name is on the placards that are warning you as you're entering. She's the head scientist. Oh, really? She's an observer of Elizabeth's. I wonder if somehow this is part of some sort of experiment and they're still observing her. Or Elizabeth has become unstuck in time and they're observing her over time. Because I don't know if you noticed, as you're wandering through, when you're first entering Columbia and you're going through the creepy baptism and everything, yeah. you see all these images of Elizabeth's mother. And Elizabeth's mother is wearing the costume that in all the trailers and everything you're seeing that elizabeth is wearing yeah and on top of that there's this whole thing of that the the false prophet is branded on his hand and you have this brand on your hand this ad is an awkward thing yeah it's such a thing that i can't help but wonder if it's like like maybe the first time you went off the through all this at the end of it you got this brand and then you get sent back in time and then time has been manipulated by those acts the first time Which actually that would be a dark, that's what ha- spoilers for the dark tower but that's how the dark tower ends. it's like just seeing seeing what's his name rosalind the, the two people who yeah. are who leave you at the boat and they come out and they're like flip a coin and it's always the same thing and they have all these notches i can't help but assume that it's like something about just what forcing you beat the game and it just starts over the beginning game over. You get, but you get up to that point you flip the coin and the first time you're you like it's 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 it's, it's, it's tails, tails for the first time yeah. it like cuts to credits and like see, i wonder if like the whole premise of this game is you're unsticking time my first thought was like, i see i don't want to think about too much because it'll be really disappointing i know the game. it turns out it's not nearly as deep but or as interesting as what if it's theories. like prince of persia sands of time what i loved about prince of persia sands of time is that you are everything that's happened the game has never happened because yeah. by the end of the game you realize that in order to save the world and to, more importantly, the woman that you love, you have to undo everything, including the experience of getting to know her. And so she does not remember who you are. And, like, you are telling the story to her to try and reconnect with her. And I'm like, what if this game is, like, all trying to undo So are you everything? suggesting that the, your two assistants are the only two people or, who, who are, like, who able are not to stuck. view... Yeah, yeah, the, uh, through the different variations of this t- of this timeline, yeah, yeah. something that would be kind of cool. That well, that's why they seem to be knowledgeable enough. They seem to be like an out, outside influence, especially yeah. the fact that they seem to show up right when they, whenever they need you. Yeah, but yeah, they seem to be the outside observers doing something, and they seem to be manipulating you. Yeah, and like, the game is not really subtle with about how no. kind of outside they are. This is stuff. my the one thing about Bioshock Infinite is that it is definitely even in, we we are very little we are barely into the game. But yeah, we've it is only not, just met Elizabeth. It is not uh, the thing that was one of the things that's so great about Bioshock is it was all so logical and like such a great self-contained little world with a lot of internal logic. Like the idea of Adam that started out as parlor tricks, but then it turned into this very violent thing that people fought over, and then all these powers that were once just parlor tricks and way you just impress yeah. people, like all of a sudden that became elements of warfare and everything. In this universe, it doesn't make a lot of sense that people can throw fire and summon crows and all that. It's not as like vital. It's just there because the ga- it's a Bioshock game and it needs to have those. Are you gonna assume that like all the technology that uh, Comstock used to build a uh, uh, Columbia with and, and invent all these vigors with is is stuff that's was produced by uh, using Elizabeth to fuck with uh, space and time and stuff. Maybe. He talks about how he's like he's seen the future. 
And he doesn't say it in a way, and like he he is clearly believes it with all his heart. Yeah. Like you find a tape later on where it's by a dude who has been paid by Comstock to write his 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 biography. Oh yeah. And the guy says like, oh, I, I can smell a sucker. Ends, yeah. Like I can write, I can do more than a hundred pages. He goes, you only need a hundred pages because I know how the story ends. And later you find a diary of Comstock, and he sounds very, he's not happy about how whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. But he knows that Elizabeth will reign upon the world with fire. What the fuck, man? I'm really intrigued. Like, it, it doesn't seem as orderly or as, like, it feels a little more chaotic than Bioshock. I like that one of the first things you do when you start up the game, too. There's, like, no scenery, but you just hear the voices of Elizabeth yelling at Booker. Yeah. And I forget what she says, but Booker says, I'm not scared of God. I'm only scared of you. Yeah. And that's how this game ends. Yeah. Our game begins. That's even before you even see anything. He's, like, having mm-hmm. a dream or something like that. Yeah. What do you think about the dreams in this game? I'm curious to see what kind of state if you actually are dead or you're in yeah. some kind of netherworld. Well, dream slash wherever Limbo. you're going when you're dead. Yeah. Yeah, before you're brought back by Elizabeth. Uh, that was one of the interesting things, too, is seeing uh, what it looked like 1930s New York. Yeah. When you're actually in the rocket going up to Columbia, you kind of black out for a moment. And you see. Yeah. Well, I only think it's 1930s New York because the only uh, uh, skyscrapers I saw recognizable were the Chrysler Building and the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. But it's like being destroyed by Columbia-style ships. Yeah. Was that just Columbia? Well, well thing. this is one of the things that really paid off me not paying attention to uh, anything about the game was I just assumed... Well, I had heard about Columbia. It's a flying city in the sky. That's it's yeah. This game's rapture. I didn't realize... I thought it was just one solid city floating in the sky almost as if someone just taken an actual earth city and just lifted it up i didn't realize it was a whole bunch of miniature islands yeah they're all floating independently that's sometimes yeah. docking and undocking and stuff yeah so when you go up there i did not expect to see different buildings kind of floating independently from each other yeah. so it's like really just crazy and dreamy and just like yeah and oh god it's like, a brilliant it's a brilliant art design well also like one like you, you kind of go into this main square at the very beginning and i turned around and i was looking at this drugstore and i was wondering why the drugstore was kind of wavering a little bit yeah. i looked at my feet and realized because it was kind of bridged to the main square that i was standing in yeah but it was still kind of loose enough that it was still yeah. kind of like waving a little it's bit vaguely moored yeah. and then i turn around and see all these other buildings kind of like on different axes kind of floating around with each other yeah. but like oh it just looks fucking it's beautiful beautiful i like how whereas bioshock was defined by darkness this game is and, and water this well, is defined by the, light yeah, and well, sky and sun and yeah, clouds going down you're going up yeah. to a heavenly place and it's a living city it's not a dead city even yeah. though it's weird when you're not in a very public area like when you're running around interiors you're pretty much empty except for bad guys to shoot with and That's, that way it feels uh, like a lot like have you plan have you explored much yeah my wife always makes fun of me because if a game instructs me to go right i first go left to see well, that's what I, I keep on pressing up to see where i'm supposed I've, to go and then i'll go the opposite we've, way we've i've met like five people who are not bad in buildings who i can just like have vague and i've got a couple with. of them too but there's some pu- public areas well just even like uh going through the whole uh statue where uh elizabeth's being held there's yeah. no one in there no and i could see well it's because it's a monument it's an abandoned it's like this it was there ellis island and now it's been abandoned because they don't allow immigrants anymore and but it's, it's just not some kind of guards center. just even a base or something like that you kind of the whole island seems to be empty ex- for, except for elizabeth well something happened out. it's clear that something happened yeah. like it's actually a, it is obviously like abandoned in and a there's panic. a couple other places I, I do not have that criticism. I feel like this game so far has felt... Did you stop immediately after getting to Battleship Bay right after finding Elizabeth? Because I went on... I'm one chapter ahead of that, I think. I stopped... I literally met up with Elizabeth, and we had just... We just walked through the room, and, and, and the guy just... She started talking about Comstock. She clearly does not know that Comstock is her father. 
or at least the way her language makes it sound like she doesn't. And she says something about how he has uncaring eyes or something like. And and this guy standing in the room goes, "But you're on battleship you hear... bay, though, right? Yeah, yeah. That it's a floating fucking beach in the sky." crazy well, I was like, where's the water going to and it's just a waterfall that's it's just thing. falling over the edge well, like after the, the after the a big angel statue gets destroyed and like i like i thought it was dead and i just landed on the water i'm like what the hell water did i land into and you yeah. wake up and realize it's kind of this makeshift like a little tiny beach but i yeah. thought it was very goddamn cute that was great well did you walk around much after that and see everyone's react did you see what everyone's reaction to the destroyed statue is I don't remember anyone talking about it. What did they say? Yeah, okay, that I think that happens if you walk around the beach just a little bit more. Okay, maybe yeah, I'm 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 just It invokes some nine eleven imagery mm. and it's consciously kinda like and not it's, it's not like anyone looks up in the sky and says, That's like nine eleven <laughs> But everyone's yeah. reaction to it too, and like you're kinda standing back what what, what a huge sport not a huge spoiler, but you walk around. I'm bit literally further. gonna get Bill this is probably just, about, yeah. I'm gonna fire the game, it's gonna be five minutes from where I am. Do yeah, you exactly. wanna spoil this for me? That's not a big deal. <laughs> That's I'm, you don't need to know no. any more about that, uh, but uh, yeah, this game's fucked up. The racist mean, shit, man. Oh man, that stoning sequence. As soon as they say, "Oh, you've got to go to the raffle," my first thought: fucking lottery. Have you read the story of the lottery? No. The lottery is one of those short stories. A short story that I had to read for school. It'll be burned in my fucking brain forever. I can't remember who wrote the lottery, but it's a fucking great, terrifying short story about an idyllic little town that's having this big summer spring festival. And the uh, the climax of it is the lottery, and the lottery is when they draw and, to, and they decide whom to stone to death, as a town, and it's this whole thing to keep everybody in line and keep everybody in order. It's all this, it, but it's all subtextual. They, there's no explanation or judgment of it. It's just the story of this afternoon stoning in this beautiful town of perfect people. This is a lie you submit yourself to in the name of order. Yeah, and so as soon as like oh. Session day, we go have a raffle. Like Jesus Christ, stoning, and then it's no like a miscegenated couple. Oh man, and he's like crying. He's like, "Let her go. It's not her fault." Oh, see, I didn't even see that much. See, because oh. what happens was, so you get you go up to the stage, and then you know the lady pulls out your ball and says seventy-seven. That's mm-hmm. again also your number. I like how the letter you get from whoever sending you on the mission is don't choose seventy-seven. Yeah, of course you choose seventy-seven. Of the lady who's, who's handing out the ball, she's like, "Oh, you got seventy-seven. So lucky." And you go through the whole thing where they bring out the the the, the miscegenated couple, mm-hmm. and and they're surrounded by cardboard monkeys, all oh, racist characters. I was like, I thought that was I've never seen anything. Like, you've seen shit like that in imagery in movies and shit. like Django and Chain, like revels in that kind of goofy shit. I was like, this is a fucking video game. Yeah, video game I could buy on the shelves. This is, this is crazy. Yeah, which you don't want to praise it just because it has. It's, um, it's brave enough to deal with. Like, like that doesn't really necessarily mean the game shit. Like great because it just has racist yeah. shit in it. But it was interesting. This is the first time I've played a video game where like that kind of racist imagery showed up, and it wasn't. And it wasn't just because the when, game was made by crazy racist. When is people. a AAA game dealt with consciously dealt with racism? I'm waiting to see if they use the word nigger because they keep on saying negroes and stuff. I wonder how bad it's gonna get. Well, you have the whole hall with uh, oh yeah, the man, what is it? Club. The, the Ravens, the League of Ravens. Whatever it is, you walk in. It's a big. Well, it's like walking around at the beginning of the game. I was like, I wonder what kind of on what side of the Civil War these people were yeah. part of. And uh, there was one part during one of the kinetoscopes. Mm-hmm. It makes fun of, like, the quote-unquote... Oh, they were talking about Columbia during the Boxer Rebellion. Flew yeah. out of China and blew up Peking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my fuck, this game's fucking ridiculous. 
And I was like, and, well, and, and part of the kinetoscope is talking about how the so-called union got upset at a Columbia and made us come back from blowing up China. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, quote unquote union. I was yeah. like, this does not sound good. Well, you hear, you overhear people talking about Lincoln. And See, like, I must have missed that. I must have been drunk. And maybe it's in, I think it's in the league where they're talking about Lincoln and how Well, you he, go into that building, the place with the, the, this, this Ravens, the, the Raven I think it's called the League of Ravens. Yeah, um... I love how it's this... covered with raven shit. Well, I know, everything's shit bird on. shit everywhere. Well, and they've got, a, they've got a big painting of Abraham Lincoln, all made up like the devil, being yeah. shot by John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, with a halo around saintly. his head. Yeah. yeah, there's a big statue of John Wilkes Booth. And yeah. Like, oh, this is not good. I'm kind of surprised, like, uh, when you actually get to see a bunch of them congregating, I'm surprised that it's not, like, turns into Old Brother or Arthur, or Arthur where it's a whole bunch of, like, uh, clan members or something like that it's at that point. Well, yeah, they were, they had, like, the hook. The they still had, thing, ho- yeah. But hooks. it was more like a, it was more like a, um... Stonemasons kind of yeah, thing? Yeah. It they, wasn't, like... Like, the imagery... Well, what's interesting is that they had the imagery of three. Because, like, Columbia as a whole, they have the imagery of the laws, the key... And the sword. I do like that, yeah. And even in the in the League of Ravens or whatever they were, the Brotherhood of Ravens, they had what did they have? They had the coffin, the key, and the one leader. He's carrying a coffin on his back. Yeah, just ah, remind them of the burden that they carry. I did like the it's fucked up. Um, you see a mural at the beginning that actually shows what the heart and the the, 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 the yeah. Well, it's it's what yeah what's it's the the laws are given down by Jefferson because you see the big statues too. Yeah. And like the the sword is handed out by Washington, Seeing and the key is handed down by super ben muscled Franklin. Ben Franklin statue. Well, it's usually them spoken of as holy figures. These guys would love the seventeen seventy six musical. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this guy's yeah. out of his fucking mind. It's, but it's enjoyably so. I find myself intrigued by it, and I really I wish I were playing it right now. It's racist shit. It's a lot of crazy racist shit. Yeah. Well, so anyway, my, my story was when they pull out and they bring out that interracial couple. Mm-hmm. The first thing, like, they were obviously supposed to be more to that cutscene, but the first thing I did is I turned around and aimed my baseball at the guy <laughs> announcing. Really? And that just started off, like, it, it, huh. it interrupted everything, and the next thing I know, people were shooting. I didn't even, I, I, I think I fucked up the game, because well, it didn't seem to be designed for that. Because obviously Were you actually able be... to throw it at him? No, I, okay. I did that. My arm did a weird kind of, like, and, like, kind of slowed down, suddenly people were shooting at me. And, like, the this people on the stage Bill. just disappeared. Yeah. See, so I didn't get to you, see You it. actually missed the narrative moment. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I didn't even <laughs> catch that far. Because what happened happens is you see, hear this whole little scene and it's totally heartbreaking I where he's begging like they're said, both begging for their lives as soon as they gave me any emotive control i just turned around and said i'm <laughs> fuck this shit gonna kill the damn well this guy. is your this is your first moment of bioshocky choice in this game is that after a moment and they talk about it and like you get the first throw aren't you lucky oh no you can pull the left trigger to throw it at the couple or you can pull the right trigger to throw it at the announcer oh see i wish okay oh, and in throwing it at the announcer you the a, a guard a police officer standing by you see either way the police officer or seize the mark I think that's on your what hand, happened. I think I wraps your hand and goes, "Oh, you're the you're the uh, uh, you're totally the bad guy." And what you do is you just fuck. You do this like crazy move where you like pull one policeman down on the sky hook that another one is is holding, and you get the side sky hook and you start messing. That's the other people thing. Up. I did not expect the sky hook on sky hook violence. Dude, it was intense. You, you notice the lady cops. Up. Yeah, lady cops. I want to be a Bioshock. I want to be a Colombian lady cop for Halloween. <laughs> The violence, it's its all the more brutal. Because, I mean, in, in Bioshock, it's super brutal. But you're shooting crazy people in masks. I give the game credit that at least most of the people I've fought so far can be taken down. Unless they're really padded or armored up. At least the first uh, bunch of guards you shoot, they will go down with one hit. Your mm-hmm. bullets actually... Well, I'm, are you playing on easy? I'm playing, I'm playing on medium. playing super so if, easy mode. Is there a super easy mode? Well, I'm playing... Or you, whatever, yeah. Easy. Because uh, I'm playing on medium... 
Yeah, I was really surprised that the first round of people I shot, uh, I fought just would only take one or two rounds just to uh, uh, bring them down. For me, it's not. I feel like it's taking more than that. But on the other hand, I'm really bad at shooters. Yeah, that's, man, I'm not that's getting all the, headshots or anything, but still, that's in the one thing playing Bioshock. The first hour I was playing that game, I was just miserable because I don't like shooters. I only like well, shooters. This, at least this game has the benefit of being mostly downtime. It's mostly just exploring. So far, fighting. dude, we'll see. Did you see there is a way to change the controller a whole? controller setup so you can make it essentially like a normal shooter where it's left trigger pulls up uh iron sights mm. so like that uh, even if you're not used to first person shooters yeah. if you're used to at least other first person shooters yeah um what you go you go to the option screen and there's an option to just change controller layout i didn't realize you have to like double tap x to mm-hmm. bring up the other controller layouts you want the yeah, the thing it's the marksman, which will make it just play just like Call of Duty, right? Yeah, like yeah, it's it's pretty it much default. It does make sense that you have your your power on your left trigger yeah. when you consider the way the game wants you to play it. This just, but bu- it's just changes. Awkward. This just moves the vigor powers to the left bumper instead. Oh, okay. And I, I, well, I'm, how do you get the wheel then? Do you have to hold down the left bumper? I think so. Yeah. Because that's the thing. That's one thing I forgot is that thank God this game has the wheel where you can actually pause combat for a second. Yeah. I cannot. I get way too overwrought and stressed out. You're still out. eating can- uh, candy bars out of. Uh, Garbage cans. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone made the Never joke online. Bioshock. Like, Bioshock, if it is the story of a compulsive eater. It's like, oh, <laughs> peanuts. Out also, of these peanuts. people still continue to look a little weird. They look a lot Elizabeth better. has a huge head. She does. She totally just looks like Elizabeth. She looks like uh, Belle from Beauty and the Beast. That's hilarious. Did you see that, um, uh, what's her name? Shumla. What's her actual name? Something, Claire something. Hummel. Did the a lot of the costume design for yeah, especially for Elizabeth. She did yeah. a lot of the Elizabeth. It's character really design. great. Yeah. Well, she also posted her sketches from Reginald and what's her name? Reginald. Who's Reginald and is that, aren't those her names? Oh, those two. Oh, the okay. R&R. I didn't see those. Yeah. Yeah. But no, no. Bioshock Infinite. I'm really enjoying it so far. I I, I do not. I think... like all this talk from just playing two hours of the game. It's a. I I'm really enjoying the fuck out of it. I'm really curious to see what happens next. I've got a lot of stuff going on in the next couple of nights, and I'm mad because I just want to go home and play more. I'm surprised. I've only like I've only I've only maybe gone a half an hour farther into the game than you have. Mm-hmm. But Elizabeth is legitimately endearing. There's there's yeah. a, there's a little moment, a little bit later on, she geeks out at something, almost like yeah. somebody would if they found like their new video favorite video game. She's like, yeah. oh my god, this is the new blah, blah, blah. yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, like, she is endearing me enough to, for me to want to protect her. Yeah. In kind of the same way, I could see when producers of Tomb Raider were kind of saying that how they would want to make you feel protective of, of Laura Croft. Mm-hmm. That came out wrong, but I could understand what they were talking about. That you got the same thing going on here with the with Booker and Elizabeth. What I like Even is that they... Elizabeth. It sounds like ultimately she's more. She you don't have to worry about Elizabeth. Well, yeah, I like she's that... gonna outlive everyone. Else. I got yeah, far that's enough that I got a about. message that popped up on my screen that says, "You don't have to worry about Elizabeth Battle." By the way, she yeah. took care of herself. Well, I, I've heard supposedly the combat in the game is people will just even ignore Elizabeth. Yeah. Well, you can because she'll be fine. Yeah. She'll... Well, no, it's it's that she will just really just stand by. The game's not even programmed for... It's, oh. She won't even be a distraction. Yeah. They said that's one of the things that later on kind of breaks the game is the oh. fact that she's not really... Ta- it's not in fact that she's fending for herself. It's yeah. just the AI is just not even programmed to see her as a threat. Which makes sense because so she's still, not... Yeah. She, they don't they don't want to kill Elizabeth. They don't want to hurt yeah. her. If they're all Comstock. Yeah, it's they want to get you. But all the religious stuff when you show up and it's like that whole holy temple with all the water oh, and man. everything like that and it's all the, the singing... Yeah, and the like the whole you have Fully to let yourself get baptized, baptized to get, get into in. the thing. Oh man, Foley and I were ch- joking about it though because we're like, just man, I've never seen a game with that much pews, religious stuff. How many wooden pews do they go through to year? Because they gotta get a lot of wood rock. Going yeah, on. I know. It's yeah. Like, can you imagine the smell of that place? It just smells like feet all the time. It's like, oh man, and there's a point where you go down these stone stairs and have this like this flowing water, and they're just like, man, that's gotta be slippery. Mm. 
Though this game does, of any game that I played in a long time, have the most realistic bathrooms. Well done, Bioshock Infinite. For the time period or just in general? Just in general. You can flush the toilet. makes sense. You can, fill, the, you can find voxophones in the One of the things when I was sending notes to the guys at, at, who were doing um, Gone Home was like, I'm like, how much of an asshole can I be about plumbing and hardware? Because Gone Home in particular, the house that the people live in is a Victorian home that has been remodeled, but it's still Victorian in its base. It just is filled with crappy 90s furniture. Yeah. And so it's like, how much of an asshole can I be about plumbing fixtures? This is something that Foley and I talk about a lot, because in video games, you'll have a lot of um, hardware and lighting and plumbing. It doesn't make sense when you look at it. Well, it doesn't but have who to. Cares? All, yeah. as long as but it... for someone like me, it breaks the world. When I'm like, this is a locked door that doesn't have a lock on it. I'm like, this is a this is a sink that I can turn on, but it doesn't have supply lines to bring water to it. When you're a nerd and you have eyes to see, you can't unsee. I look at light bulbs. I'm like, how is that light bulb flickering? But it never turns off. It just dims, but it doesn't actually dim. It's just the light around You're the halo flickers. And it's so funny. I'm like, I don't want to be a prick. Like, the folks that got home, I'm like, can I say I want supply lines on your sinks and tubs? Mm-hmm. Or is that just a prick thing that only weirdos notice? I'm going to go with prick thing. That I'm assuming notice. this means that Columbia's just shitting all over everybody as it flies <laughs> over the country. It's thematically appropriate. I'm just yeah. saying it only sucks if you're, like, floating underneath anyone at any moment. So... You want to be the, careful. Only, the only other thing I'm a little bit bummed at how uh, how much of a villain Comstock is painted out to be in the at the beginning. I don't know if there's twists. Well, we'll and see. Stuff. Man, that well, one scene where he comes up and he's like, "God forgives the prophet doesn't have to." I was like, "Shit, son." Yeah. I mean, I I mean they're actually playing on your expectations because you see a big statue of Comstock. Just like it's 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 it, they're playing off your expectations after seeing how Ryan was presented yes. in the first game. I, I'm kind of yeah. curious to see how people think of this game, too, if they've never played the first Bioshock. Yeah. Not that you, well, not that you have to have played the first see, Bioshock the to thing. understand this. I think they're doing a enough, lot of cute little it's things. It's riffing off of its yeah. own legacy enough. But I that, think not to the point of it being either annoying or... It's just little things. Like, there's a point where I just finished... I turned a corner, and there's a baby carriage with pistol ammo in it. And then, Again yeah, in this game? Yeah, in this oh, game. I didn't even see that. It's a really subtle thing. It's not a big deal. Ba-da-ba-ba. It's just you look in the corner and there's was baby that carriage. Was one of the first things that, you did? That's one of the first, first things you do. You, you you see a splicer cooing over baby with his gun. And that's what carriage. it is, yeah. And it's just like, it was just a great little thing. Well, that's and... one of the nice things yeah, about this game being a living city so yeah. far. God knows, probably get destroyed it by the end of the game. But like, yeah, just actually being a living city and kind of like bright sunshine. And... It's an interesting contrast. It makes the things you have to do all the more jarring. I would live in, in Colombia if we get rid of all the racism. And... <laughs> Bill, you're Hungarian. I'm Irish. We're not invited. The honkies have a little bit better than the Irish. At least, at least we <laughs> don't have quite you don't have a comical guys. caricature of the painting. Have you, have you seen any of the, the anti-Irish stuff in Colombia yet? Only, I, I saw the big mural that's in all the ads and everything where it's, you know, Comstock and, and and, and like uh, um, with a sword, and then all around him, there's like there's the Chinese. I like the, one, the, 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 the biggest guy is the drunken Irish guy yeah. with like a leprechaun hat. Yeah, like here's a beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh god. Yeah. Oh, like we're not welcome. Though we're fat ethnics, we're not welcome in the <laughs> I'm land of only Columbia. one sixteenth Native American, half Hungarian. <laughs> I'm a fat white guy though. Come on, like I'm, I'm, I'm made for Colombia. That's <laughs> true. But yeah, the fact that there's a religious thing, there's baptisms. Like yeah. this already has more religious shit in a game that's not a Castlevania game yeah. than I've seen in anything else that's not like like some kind of retarded Japanese so shit. So far, the approach to religion hasn't been... 
I mean, it's been weird and, of course, overdone. But yeah, it's... as a recovering Catholic, I was kind of interested to in see what your your take on it's, what it was. I mean, they really riff on the whole idea of like the the thing of that appeals to people about Christianity in particular is this whole idea of ascending and like of like of going to heaven. Yeah. If you live a good and and and, and virtuous life and all this shit and doing good and this whole idea of, of and being forgiven and this whole idea of these people who are feel like they are actually. Like, they, they have found the kingdom of heaven on earth. Well, the know? fact that they've essentially made their own heaven. Yeah. With their own, like, makeshift Jesus is kind of interesting. But yeah. the thing is, is that if someone does that to you, of course you're going to worship them blindly. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't help but con- uh, compare it a little bit to the crazy cult in Tomb Raider, where it's basically like, there's no alternative. It's like the joke in, in Discworld, when there's only one man, there's only one vote. It's like in Tomb Raider, if you survive all of this bullshit, your only option is to join the crazy cult. But you see all these people who are in it, these bros who don't believe it and are freaked out by it, but they have to play along because it's the only option. It's the only game in town. This is the total opposite. These are people who genuinely believe it because they all benefit from it. Like, this is totally like the classic, I'm a privileged white guy. I don't believe that feminism is necessary or like racism isn't real it doesn't affect me like that whole thing like they're so far removed from reality that i'm really curious to see how they deal with the lower classes like they've alluded to it a little bit they talk about finkton and like that's where you go to see all well, the well they kind of mentioned the vox populi a little yeah. bit too and that seems to be the counter counter and in uh, the little cultural... bit of battleship uh, the battleship bay that i've wandered through you can go down and see where they actually make the waves and everything and you'll find people working in one oh, of the so mutters... what's, oh that's what that's what all the machine stuff is yeah. i don't think about that and one of the mutters you're, is like all oh, what is an honest day for an honest you're about to wave. see a little bit more of that too yeah, yeah. it's inter- there's but i see i feel like maybe there's too many ideas happening in bioshock it's about racism well, and it's see, about faith we're only two and or it's three about hours into the feminism. game which sounds like we're already halfway through the and game it's about, the about as long as 1% like at yeah. least Bioshock had this purity of vision where it was really about like the idea of power and power corrupting. And then on there was the, the sub subliminal story, which was the idea of g- video gamers feel like they are empowered, but actually are not. So what's your prediction about how the game's, game's going to end? Well, like I said, I wonder it's if a time it's, loop. I think it's some sort of fucked up time loop. And the okay. end of the game is you breaking the time loop. I wonder if the reason why, because the Comstock has this whole thing that Elizabeth will rain upon the world in fire. I wonder if somehow you are, you trying to free her causes all this to happen. Like there's a part of me that wonders if maybe Comstock doesn't see that the end is everything falling apart, but the world falls apart. Maybe there's a part of him that does believe genuinely in like that you cannot have a kingdom of heaven on earth, that it is in the next world and that they all have to sacrifice themselves to cause Elizabeth to rain destruction upon the world so we can all ascend to a higher plane. But Elizabeth, in that moment, sends you, Booker, back in time on this loop that you're How just gone. It's like a it... Groundhog's Day thing. Yeah. You're doing it again and again, but without cognizance of it. How weird is it that she's supposed to be Comstock's daughter, yet she's just treated by... Sp- I wonder who the scientist was who did all, this, uh, who all, did all the... Uh... Uh, keeping her locked up and everything like that because mm-hmm. you know she's like at least at least they're presenting the idea that she's Comstock's daughter. Well, he says it who is knows? my seed. Yeah. Well, who knows what the hell that means? Like, that yeah. could be some kind of metaphysical. Well, weird I wonder. Shit. And I'm like, I well, and and you've heard. I mean, you think it's it's his daughter? You've who had knows? one of the characters. I think it actually is Rosalind who says that the problem with Elizabeth 
is that she I can't remember Rosalind says either. It's not what she she's not, isn't. It's what, what she, yeah, that's, it's, it's not, not what she is, is but what, what she isn't. isn't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So is she human? Where the hell did she come from? Yeah. How do you make a baby like this if is you're just Comstock fucking a lady? Exactly. Like, well, yeah. and, and like mom died to make Elizabeth happen. Oh, the so. Mark. Man, that's oh fuck. So yeah, what the fuck? When you enter her castle, you see like that's that that you that see that three me, items. That you blew see, me as almost as much the way as the relationship. Where I was like, wow, that's actually what that is. You yeah. see what you see her, her doll. You see something else, and you see her first period blood. Jesus her, Christ! Her first maxi pad, essentially. And, and they see, and you see this chart where it's like as soon as you hit puberty, as soon as you hit her period, boom, her power goes off the chart. Well, and the implication is like so. Her she re- reaches this point. She becomes more and more powerful. Her power is getting harder and harder to control. And maybe something happens. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm really curious. I don't know what that machine does too. But you, you, you like the e- siphon. Yeah, each one of those levers. There's a lever on on attached to each object. Her teddy bear. Her her like teenage di- uh, oh, yeah, poetry her diary. diary. Whatever, yeah. And her used menstrual blood pad. And yeah, you can run electricity through them, and like doing it in their separate orders. I didn't know if that unlocked anything. Well, like I presume that, that you throw all three, and it cert- it breaks the circuit. That's what I tried to do, but it didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I was like, okay, well, there's menstrual blood in a video game. Fucking see again, this video game is dealt with a lot of shit. Religion, that... menstrual blood, and racism. That's <laughs> what the hell of a triple feature. This game's legacy is gonna Shack be. Infinite, everybody. Yay! Oh man, yeah, I want to go play some more right now. Bye, Bill. <laughs> so, hey, everybody, this is the Boy Hi like, Podcast. You're like Witch Hazel. And you're just, it's just your hairpins floating in air as you run You've off to go play. You've listened to an extra awkward, vi- uh, 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 penny, uh, what the fuck are we? Boy Howdy Podcast. As always, we're boyhowdypodcast.com. I thought these Cadbury eggs would give us more sugar and energy for this week's podcast. Boy Howdy Podcast on the Twitters tweeted us. You can, of course, contact us using our form on our website. We got a very, very kind email from a listener this week. Um, it was one of the sweetest things, and it I found it at a very a time when I was feeling really shitty about this podcast, and now I have to pull it up. She and said, read "What's it. what in the butt butt?" That is not exactly. What I'm happened. going to look up on Twitter and see what people have said yes, to us this week. Do it while you search things at this super howdy. comfortable end of this week's podcast. I really wish you would maybe edit this podcast a little bit. Beloved listener Colin sent us an email. Yes. <laughs> After taking a hiatus, I'm back at the Boy Howdy listenership train. It's a good train. I have to say, Butthole was one of my favorite episodes in a long time. Side note, after we recorded Butthole, I did go, Bill, that was a good one. That was a good one. Butthole. Can I share a thing with you about Boy Howdy? I'm probably an atypical listener in that I don't really play video games. My last console was the SNES. That said, my favorite thing about it is listening to your friendship happen. My favorite episodes in that score, in the way back, are the first Halloween one, Lost in the Woods, our favorite games, the we first Christmas one, themed and Snow White, and the Mass Effect ones, because saying. the strength of Annie's feelings for those games make for good radio, whether you played them or not. How does those? How does Mass Effect? How did you survive the Mass Effect <laughs> episodes if he doesn't play those well, games? He claims that it's like the strength of my feelings make for good radio. He goes on to say, so I'm speaking out for banter and feelings and burrowing out on Boy Howdy. And episodes of themes, I like those too. I want to tell you we how satisfying it is yeah. to hear talk about the intersection of personal history with the things you love. Bill's story about playing Castlevania for the first time at a sleepover. And Annie's tales of running a Robin Hood fan site. I'd love to hear an episode on that kind of nostalgia and cultural <coughs> identification. In a bit special, Hardest Games. 
Trying to be Ninja, Ninja Gaiden at my friend's house, or being read The Hobbit when I was little, or finding out there was such a thing as a pen and paper RPG. All that stuff is inextricable from me now, so it must mean something. That'd actually be great if we had, like, a cross-reader, like, Memories of Geekdom episode. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that'd be great. We should do more theme episodes. People seem to like it. Was this, with who's this from? That was from beloved listener Colin. Colin. Uh, so tell us more about your first time playing Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> Right now, <laughs> it's okay to talk. You know what's back really good? Radio asking people what their feelings were and then awkwardly reading them. We should do just do a super Skype episode someday. <laughs> so Bill he says no. What hell. did? What did? That, Bill, that would definitely require you to edit it, and that's never going to happen no, in a million years. I'm tired at the end of the week. Bill, what a um, beloved boy. How do you people on Twitter say to us? Hannah Groff says we're awesome. She's going to send us five dollars. <laughs> Thanks, Hannah. Um, no, Hannah Groff said she has played only played Dear Esther, and she's wondering if that's enough to qualify her for playing WoW, World of Warcraft, with us. Yeah, of course. And he's never played World of Warcraft with us. By virtue of the fact that Hannah Groff has played a, a video game <laughs> on the PC. You will, you will be better than me. Yeah, exactly. This is true, empirically. So, yeah. So, are we going to do WoW sometime in the next uh, couple of weeks? I guess. <laughs> After we beat Bioshock? Yeah. Okay, so I think I said this last week. Oh, we should actually probably link to our Steam group. I'll add it to our, our oh, header. Okay. But yeah, everybody get on our Steam group. We'll talk about it a little bit. I'm gonna be, I want to be a cow. So So we'll have to, that's the bad people, right? <laughs> I think I think that they are the horde. Okay, so we'll have to play horror characters. So that's fine. I've never played how boring is it gonna be for everybody to play low level characters together? Is that actually gonna be fun? Is it lower low level we'll world? We'll have to quest together, it'll be fun. <laughs> Okay. I, I, well, we'll find out the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> well, if anyone wants to have really awkward World of Warcraft play times, please go to the Boy Hottie Steam page and we'll talk about it. If we get at least seven people, wait. Oh, man. So we, could, be... we could do Cowboys of Moo Mesa roleplay. <laughs> so it's probably going to be some Sunday evening. Uh, West Coast time. West Coast time. We will play. Like something like World of 6 or 7 p.m. or something like that. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, we'll start looking out now that we've thrown that out there. Sometime in the next two or three weeks on a Sunday night, 6 or 7 p.m. West Coast ish, time-ish. Ish. We will play 20 minutes of World of Warcraft before Andy gets <laughs> fed up and just fucking shoots her computer. <laughs> so yeah, go join our Steam group if you have not already, and we'll talk about it a little more. Oh, also, uh, send us to your comments and stuff about Bioshock. Not immediately, yeah, because we're we're trying to avoid spoilers ourselves. But maybe once we've both beaten uh, Bioshock, we'll put up a thing on Twitter just asking. Please share your feelings using our contact form on our website if you're so inclined, because then we can not read them until after we played. Whereas uh, that's it. Whereas Twitter, we yeah, we can't avoid that. Twitter in your face. Uh, yes. The life and times (laughs) of erotic pics. Alright, friends, that's enough out of us. This, thank you for listening to our most awkward episode yet. We'll talk Sex to you next cam. week. <laughs> Sex cam out. Well, Jesus gonna be here. He gonna be here snowing. He gonna cover us up with leaves. With a blanket from the moon.